Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. From Asmic Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Oh, have you guys seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? No, it's uh, like tomorrow. It's today. Yeah, I'm going to go see it this weekend, definitely. I watched it like two, three days ago, man, online. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it um, came out last week overseas. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a bootleg version, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it looked, it looked well for a bootleg version, but yeah, I just figured, fuck it, I better see it, because if not, you guys are going to see it and want to talk about it, and here I thought I was seeing it behind schedule, figures. Oh, yeah, no, it, it comes out officially just tell me on this, Rich, Friday. Did you like week. it? Yeah. I, I did, and I, I will say this: there's a lot more character development with people besides Star Lord than I thought there was going to be. Um, I was actually kind of shocked. So that's good because that's what Marvel lacks most of all. They kind of expect you to come with the characters pre-developed in your head, and I'm like, that's not good enough for a story. I don't care if I'm going to go see a person that I've seen. You know, in that costume, you know, a couple dozen times by now. Well, I, I would need say to that, know who that character is, and you I would need say to that, tell me through your your story. The character that they're, if they keep up what they did from the first one to the second one, in the second one to the third one, or their ne- or their appearance in whatever Infinity War, if they, Drax is the one. Drax, that's right. Right, Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, Drax the Destroyer. He seems to be getting a lot of the lines in the uh, in the previous. He's the one that has the most character development in my mind. Yeah, like that you see you see an actual growth. So if they keep that up, that's pretty cool. And his you're character was kind of one dimensional. I mean, you're, you're so Damon Bautista to learn to act since the last one's what you're saying. Yeah, you've got Mantis. I gotcha. uh, we're gonna find out about Star Lord's father. Uh, it looks like Yandu is going to uh, play a major part in this one, too. And if you don't know, he was one of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Kind of a different character from the one that, uh, what's his name, plays? Merle. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, they, I mean, they're expanding a lot, too. It seems rather audacious. I'm, I guess I'm heartened to hear that there is a lot of character development in there. Because that's what I was fearing, that, you know, this would be the movie. Usually the sequel is the one where you can go, well, we did all the character development in the first one. Now it's just all spectacle because we have to outdo ourselves in the last one. And it looks like they're going to outdo themselves in that respect and still keep the same solid script that made the first one what, what I think is going to be a classic of the superhero genre. It's only seven thirty here. I could technically go catch a midnight show. <laughs> <in there. laughs> I could um, probably catch one right now, actually, too. I will say this: I, well, I don't think it's any spoiler alert or anything. I don't, I don't think so because I, th- I believe they gave this away. I knew it before I ever watched the movie that Kurt Russell is Star Lord's father. Like I thought yeah. they made it clear when well, his ca- when he was cast. I was like, oh well, no duh. That's his okay. father. 
I thought um, Yondu was his dad, or was well, he no. just sent to get him? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I took away the dad. wrong impression from the ending of that movie. Um, no, he, I mean, he, he was like the surrogate. Kind of raised him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, the the from the oh, comic yeah, book right. I knew of from the comic book I knew Ego is the Sorry, living planet. Is up on the story as you guys are. And the I know living the planet told me. The living planet in the in the comic book mm-hmm. literally has a face and all that, and so I was like, "How the fuck are they going to do that?" So unless something's right. happened in the comic book, they that they've turned ego into a you know, I don't know that planet, ego's a gotten person. a lot of play. I think I think that there's probably a lot of uh, of comic book readers younger than you and I just going. Oh, the fuck is this ego the living planet shit then i will say this i will say this and it's not a, it, it's just a teaser sam lee's cameo who he cameos with in his scene uh uh-huh. that that might be the biggest nod to old school comic fans that i've seen in any of these marvel movies because yeah. i was like oh get the fuck out of here that's not who i think that sure shit is who I think it is, and I just I don't want to spoil it for nobody that's an old school comic fan, or even I don't because I don't know they this character still might play a, a somewhat known role in the Marvel universe. I'm not sure, but it, it was it was definitely like oh shit, kind of like when you saw oh. Howard the Duck in the in the uh, after credit scenes of the first one. You're like oh right. shit, you know that's like that's 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 some deep cut nerd shit. That's not exactly, you know, <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man, you know. I, I bet you well, people yeah, out there don't I even mean, know Howard the Duck came from Marvel Comics. Marvel loves their Easter eggs, although, I mean, I don't know that there were a lot of those in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I would, it seems to me it would have the least amount of Easter eggs. Well, but it's got the, it's, got, it's, it, it's more along the lines of like, because you're dealing with not known characters, not widely known characters. Yeah, it, it's well, like you know, with the scree and the crawl and 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 all that, and like those are always I'm get way second. See some shiar, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I yeah. See like, some big bird feathered heads. Like those were always way, way, way peripheral characters in the comic books I read. So. I knew of them basically from the Phoenix Saga, like the team that went up against the X Men. And when right, when I knew the Shi'ar more than than the others. I wasn't a big like Avengers reader or anything, so yeah, I'm with you there. I didn't know. I knew of them. Like you pick up a Marvel index somewhere and, and go, oh, so that's the backstory on that. I don't even know who Captain Marvel is. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. We, I, we I should really do introductions enjoyed. real quick, but. Oh yeah, <laughs> because well, I'm rich. You are listening to Unregimented on the Christopher Network. Episode Chris- what? One eighty two. Did we did uh, we lose Chris? Shit, sorry. No, I had my mic off. Oh okay, <laughs> I was gonna say you're still there. Yeah, episode one eighty three. That's where we're at, not one eighty two. Oh, so we're gonna have to die at one eighty seven. No. Well, first of all, we're not police, so it's true. Well, yeah, and I'm Chris. And I'm here. Uh, yeah. Once again, I'm Rich. Yeah, yes. we're... In case so, you forgot. I, we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we're all going to... I know Chris is probably going to see it pretty soon. Hopefully by next week. 
we can do. I'm ready to go full spoilers because everyone's going to see this fucking movie. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Dropping hints. Like, listen, you got a week, buddy. (laughs) Speaking of uh, the previews for things that we haven't seen yet, there was a a couple um, that were kind of interesting. Did you see the Defenders preview? No. That that Netflix put out? No, I haven't seen that yet. It's kind of interesting just the fact that Netflix put out a trailer for a limited series, but it definitely looks cinematic. Netflix is putting out a movie tomorrow in the theaters, and it is a mystery movie, and the only thing they'll tell you about it is the chick from the Big Bang Theory is in it. Mm, I saw that walking upstairs. (laughs) But, But which one? The the Netflix is releasing a mystery movie no, tomorrow no, in the, theaters. The, Which chick? You said the chick, yeah. Rich oh, Mouse. oh, <laughs> duh. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco, or however the hell you say her name. Okay, the she's blonde? the hot one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the hot one, yes. Well, the, oh, is she the, the hot one? one? Was in True, the one who was in True Blood's kind of hot. The short one oh. with the huge rack. Don't they downplay her, though? Like in the, I, I don't know, I don't watch the Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, they I, cover those up. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's a travesty. They cover them yeah, up big time. Put glasses on her. I seen True Blood. Love, Hollywood, True Blood. I know they're there. You know what? Whatever. I don't mind glasses. You know what I'm saying? So I, same here. It, that's just a target for me. I'm good. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Two targets <laughs> right next to each other. Hey man, whatever. Just because a guy reads comic books, he can't jack off on a chick's face. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pro jacking off in a chick's face comment. <laughs> Who are you, Louis C.K.? No, no, I no. Despite what Jamie no, Kennedy wait. might think, no. <laughs> yeah. Or doesn't he just like to uh, have chicks watch him jerk off? That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the accusation. He whipped out his dick in a crowd, in a room full of people, and started jerking it. Which I don't know, man. It. Comedians, they're fucking a different breed. Uh, seriously, if there was guys in the room, I would say he went way overboard for a laugh. As you know, as well as women. If it was just him and a woman, yeah, that's some creepy shit. That's some shit. You, you, you don't whip your dick out until she asks you. Wait, who you are know? we talking about now? Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. Louis C.K. did this. Suppo- allegedly, all of this is allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, he's been caught. Uh, spanking it, or, or he he just whipped out his dick and started going to town on himself in front of a female comedian. But I don't know. Like I said, is, yeah. was it one of those after the show everybody was drunk and he did it for a laugh type thing, or was yeah, it? I knew guys like that in room? high school that would just. Oh yeah, dude, I was in, I was at a bachelor party. We were on the fucking bus going to the strip club, and we'd been pre gaming. And one of the guys just whips out his dick, lays it out, and goes, hey, check out my piercing. And I'm like, Jesus, I did not need to know that about you, dude. Put put your pants back on, white boy. You know? (laughs) I I hate to ask the question, but I got to know, was he hard? The guy whipped his dick out? Yeah. Did he whip it out hard? No. Okay. And it... It wasn't even. I'm wasn't all right even, with that. It didn't look fluffed, so of course we started giving him shit for it. And he then the, then the the argument became, I'm a grower, not a shower. And I think by the oh, end of the Jesus. night he regretted he regretted pulling it out. I think. 
Shocking. <laughs> well, you know, I could see Louis C.K. Uh, doing the, the whole thing. You know how famous I am? I could do this right now, and I won't get in trouble for it. Just pulls it out, starts spanking it in a room full of people. Right, yeah. I bet you that is how it played out. <laughs> I can I can totally picture that now. That's what I'm saying. I need the con. I mean, I, I never thought I would say this. These words strung together into a sentence. I need the context of how Louis C.K. pulled his dick out. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a difference between doing it in a room full of people and doing it when a chick is standing there and you're having a conversation and you just. So yeah, you were saying about your dad. Oh, don't mind this. Go ahead. I mean, there's a whole oh, world of difference. Hate your dad? Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you just hang your tackle out and then you just like reach up so your shirt lifts up and it uncovers it very slightly. Like you've done this before. Well, it's a thing. I've never this tried is, it. This is the this is the, this is the total difference between men and women because if Whitney Cummings had done this to a guy comedian, that would be an epic story. Like, yeah. dude, seriously, she just fucking pulled down her shit and started going to town on herself, man. Like, yeah. Well, first of all, she could just cross her legs and have an orgasm and nobody would know the difference. Okay, am I missing that one? Well, chicks can have orgasms without... Uh, more. They, they can more easily have covert orgasms. Oh, well, yeah, because they don't have to clean up oh. afterwards. Right. It's not like they're shooting eggs out of that thing well. every time they come. <laughs> that would be awful. I, there's already enough shit flying around the bedroom. Hey, as Patrice O'Neill said, though, if they could shoot, if they did ejaculate eggs when they came, we would let them do it on our face, and we wouldn't be like, we wouldn't call our friends and be like, oh, she disrespected me. We'd be like, nah, man, she just shot like five eggs on my face. Yep, I deserved it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to catch them in your mouth. Aren't we in like, an area that's usually reserved for the end of the podcast? We're just going... <laughs> Right out of the gate. Well, we didn't want to tell you. We've been going for two hours. So, you know, you came in at the end, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Well, okay. So you want to talk some serious shit? No. There's some serious I think, I shit think, going on. <laughs> I said, I, I think we might be doing this for a reason. <laughs> We're just kind of avoiding the landmines. That is, the, that is all of the shit that's going on. Well, maybe Our because we, is, we started with some absurd stupid shit we can have an ab absurd stupid conversation about the nonsense that's going on because this is the only way i can describe right. it really this is such nonsense and i i just want to preface this this talk because obviously this all centers around trump and what this guy this guy is clearly i know this is not shocking news but it's this guy is clearly not a leader of any sort this is a despot who has figured out how to hack the American voter, and all of his agenda items are based on people's fears and, and people's desires to control others, and also a desire to not want to pay for anybody else in this country, even though I don't know where you think all of your tax dollars go. Other than yes, paying clearly for someone. That, and other than paying for shit that other people use. This is clearly someone who is in over his head. This is someone who, when he interviewed for the job, was hoping he wasn't going to get the job, and then, oh, shit, I got the fucking job. Nobody knew that it was going to be so hard. <laughs> I, uh, would, I could think of... Literally, 
43 other dudes <laughs> who can tell you uh, the other... Everybody. Uh, everybody in the yeah. world knows that this is a hard job except for you. Well, so the big issue there's, uh, was healthcare this week. They finally got the votes together to get it approved. And they did so by giving in to uh, conservative hardliners who wanted to see the provision for um, pre-existing conditions removed from the health care bill. Their compromise was to allow states to remove provisions from the health care bill, including the one protecting people against pre-existing conditions. Or being from being discriminated against because of pre-existing conditions, I should say. Um, and I, isn't it? Isn't it? I just I just have to point out the obvious irony in all this. Most really hardline conservative people tend to skew a little bit older. Do these people not realize that they're going to have pre-existing conditions here sooner um, rather than later? Well, it's funny that you should mention that because they did in some of the changes that they made in order to get this thing passed, actually exempt themselves as congressmen from the Shocking! Bill. It okay, would so leave that- in place their government-funded, taxpayer-funded health care untouched while fucking over most of the rest of the nation. This is like when the smoking it's ban it's- in Michigan went through, except for in the state owned casinos mm-hmm. because then they didn't want to take a chance that their revenue was going to get take a hit from people going well fuck you if i can't smoke while i'm gambling i'm not fucking going so yeah. that's the only exclusion in that fucking in that smoking ban and so this is this is straight gangster shit this is can we just like who's who's running like the little cheesy or or little cheesy whatever one of the five families can we just elect them president and that way we can finally just have a gangster in there for real because these motherfuckers uh, just want to be gangsters yeah well too look what they did earlier in the week with the the spending plan like the congress what have we been here for the last few months to a year congress can't agree on anything congress can't agree on anything Shit, man, when it came to their paychecks being threatened, oh, shit, look who's getting along. Look who can agree on something. Mm-hmm. It's the same group. Yeah, well, I, I also think that was strategic from the by, by the Democrats who were holding out on just about anything, any uh, um, uh, compromise in order to push it to the limit so that people could would, would say, hey, look, you know, you want to complain about all these government shutdowns because you couldn't work with the Democratic Congress. You can't work with yourselves is the impression that the Democrats wanted to wanted to come across. And I think that actually worked well, quite well. Do they, well, do they, think we're, mean, do they think we're dumb? The government has shut down under the last three presidents who have been from both parties. Right. And did, it changed our lives zero. I mean, exactly. I'm all for a government shutdown, actually. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't appreciate some of the services that the government provides, but it, that's uh, if you want less government, well, that's a whole lot less government. Yeah, well, the problem is the government, the quote-unquote government shutdowns, all they shut down is any service that can be used by its own people. The military isn't recalled back. They don't right. stop fucking making tanks. They don't stop paying military 
uh, contractors. Right. Yeah, you, your bills don't stop racking up just because you shut the government down. It doesn't change how much needs to get spent on anything. It's kind of... <laughs> It's like trying to save on your heat bill by turning your heat off in the middle of winter every hour and then turning it on full blast for another hour. Uh, that's a damn good analogy because that's exactly yeah. what it's like. You know, you just left it alone. You'd have even heat throughout and you'd have the same amount spent. Yeah, but, it, it's grandstanding, well, isn't it? Isn't that basically what it boils down to? So if people, no. so politicians can say to their constituents, I did this. I took a stand. I mean, and even that, if even the Democrats say and also, yeah, I'll also point out the fact that you know if you don't like what Congress is doing, then you're you're going to have choices coming up pretty soon. And when they pass this health care bill finally with zero Democratic support, uh, and they had to all this fight that they had to to go through to get it passed was all amongst their own party. When they finally got it passed, uh, I heard a little snippet of on the radio, actually. They had audio from the passing of it. And as soon as they call out the vote and do a little gavel thing, they'll wrap that gavel up, they, uh, this roar comes like, and it sounds like, like cheering. It was almost, I thought I was listening to like English Parliament, you know, where everybody gets loud. Rubble, 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 rubble. And I was, yeah. like, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, they are really pumped about this, getting this passed. And that didn't jive with me because I was like, if they had to struggle to get the number of votes from their own party to do this by themselves, why was everybody that excited at the end? Then when I heard the full audio and the description of what actually happened, that was Democrats starting a chant of, Na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. Saying outright to or, the Republicans, all of your names are on this bill, and you're all going down, or at least a good portion of you, from those yeah, people who are going to lose their health care and they're going to vote you out of office because of it. How's that attitude been working for you, Democrats? I'll just ask right. that question. Well, you well, know, how's I thought that, that attitude was been working for you? That that was uh, I did think it rather childish until I was reminded of, I had forgotten this, but this was in response to, <laughs> if you want to prove that Democrats hold grudges, I can't remember who it was, but there was a senator uh, during Clinton's presidency that had a pivotal vote for something, and the Republicans were mad at her, and when the vote passed, they said they all sang directly to her, not to the Democrats, but directly to that one senator, the same chant. And she did indeed lose her, her seat the, the following election. You know, when so, I make so it, they can hold a grudge all they want, but let's count how long the Republicans have been in power the last 20 years. Uh, uh, the only reason I mention that is because... It was. It didn't make the chant of goodbye uh, as childish as an, as an act as I originally took it when I realized that it was in response directly to behavior that, I mean, I know it's... Well, it's something from 20 years ago? That right. makes it even more childish. No, I think it's appropriate. It's a, it's, really? 20 I, years it's, later, it's appropriate? Yeah, it's, to, a, it's a callback. Come on, man. Because it's, it's a callback to say... Remember what happened to this this person based on their vote? You're next. 
that's the message that they wanted to send with that. And I and been, that attitude's while, been working out so well since 2010 for them. I I don't see what I'm saying is with more information, I realized it wasn't an attitude thing. It wasn't a, a childish lashing out or teasing of the other side. It was a, di a direct message that wasn't for you or I, the voter. It was directly for the Republicans who are voting on this, who the, who the Democrats believe are going to lose a lot of seats based on this vote. And they I mean, the probably, same group that thought Hillary was going to win in November? The same group that was so sure Hillary was going to be our next president? Good luck with that, Democrats. What I mean, I, I, can, I, heard, an, I heard another story this week that if the election <laughs> were held again, Donald Trump would still win. So I don't know where they're getting this, where they're getting this hubris from. Because once people lose health care, they're not going to vote for the same Republican again. That's what they're basing this on. George Bush but, got elected twice. Yeah, I, but Donald Trump when, won. When you're one of saying. your one of your mainstay issues, one of the pillars of your campaign was repeal and replace Obamacare with something fabulous, gold-plated, that'll last forever never need recharging, and cost you next to nothing. And when you actually get that done, it results in higher health care prices and people in states especially. I mean, if you want to talk about leaving it up to the states to decide if they want to uh, enforce the, the part of the, the bill that says that people can't be discriminated against because of pre-existing conditions you're going to find that your red states are going to be the ones more likely to get rid of that provision. And so you'll have more voters in red states that are going to lose their health care and they're going to vote based on that. Not just because they lost their health care, but because they were told that they wouldn't, that they would pay less, and that it would be better, and they found all three things to be false. I guess so, you're acting like this is the first time the government has lied a, like a president has... I, I don't, no, I, uh, what, what, what does that mean? I'm talking about I, how I think voters are going to Trump voters gonna voters be like, hey... I think the average Trump voters be like, hey, they repealed and replaced it, just like you said he was. Next. I think like, you're, you're going to base too much credit here, man. Look, I'm just... <laughs> I'm stating beliefs. I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not saying this is what is going to happen. But to think that nobody's going to lose their seat based on this vote is naive when we've seen this happen throughout history of <laughs> elected people in, in this country, everywhere. Yes, but I just so think it's do, do people Do people get fuck up and still get reelected? Yes. Do idiots like Trump who have no... No business being in the Oval Office in the per first place managed to get to the presidency. Yes. But there is one thing that is con also consistent, and that's when you clearly run on one issue and leave your, the voters that put you in office with the opposite results, you're not going to get reelected. It's not going to happen. And if it does, it's going to be because of something way bigger than that. It would take World War III... And Trump's the only guy who can get us out of it. 
I, I was just going to bring that up. I was like, the, the other thing, though, here is with the Republican base, all you got to do is bomb some brown people, they're back on your side. And we're, we're, we're super close to it. In fact, we've already done it twice, right? Right. But you have, when you use, you do have limited returns on that behavior as well. Um, there's only so many times that you can bomb somebody to change the subject before people start catching on to that as well. Yeah. Or before you start... Terms out of it. Uh, he had extended wars. That's what I'm saying. Like, Bill Clinton was criticized as bombing Kosovo in order to change the subject from the, the scandal that he was currently going through. And, you know, I'll put my tinfoil hat on and say, maybe there's something there. Maybe Kosovo also deserved to be bombed. Maybe it was rather convenient that those two things aligned. Well, all I know is that eventually we're going to run out of these little <clears throat> third world countries to bomb whenever our president gets himself in a pickle. and then, Or eventually we're going to bomb somebody who's going to go, hey, fuck you, and we're going to be in real shit. Because right. there's going to be real repercussions. We can't just keep treating our world like our the world like our own personal fucking uh, you know keychain to rattle at our dog with ADD when we want to get its attention. Right. I mean, you're this, certainly this not going to you're not going to gain support by starting multiple wars. I mean, sure, if we got into conflict, extended conflict with North Korea. That would be something that would be easily justifiable. This is somebody that is seen not only as an enemy for decades, but also run by a tyrant. Well, let me ask you a question. It's it's people in poverty. So, but if you just go, if you decide that every time that somebody tweets something that you don't like, or uh, you know somebody portrays you on SNL again, that you're just going to lob one over into Syria. There's only so much, so many times you can do that before you're in conflict with Syria and probably therefore Russia as well. Well, no, man. If there's one thing the public has proven to us in the last year, they have a very selective memory. It's out of sight, out of mind, guys. It's the same reason, excuse me, it's the same reason people bitch about their tax dollars going towards welfare but they don't give a fuck about our tax dollars that are spent out of their fucking line of sight. Right. But this is they why never, I, I never will hear stick people bitching them. about it. You, out of sight, out of mind can apply to something that happens overseas. Something that maybe you and nobody else that you know has to go over and accomplish for you. But out of sight, out of mind doesn't work when you continue to have no health care. And continue well, to have a pre-existing condition that causes you to spend a lot of your money either on private health care or the buying prescriptions over the counter. That's why this issue is going to stick. You can't no, just I, tuck it away and forget about it. You're going to remember the next you. election that rolls around that so-and-so took away your health care. And now are you're we, fucked. And you're going to vote is, different. No, yes, Chris, you're going Chris, to. What do you mean, how are you? How Chris, can you not? I, you still don't hey, have health care. I got I got I got to side with Aaron on this one, man. This is one of those things that people at the time might not think it affects them, but when it starts to affect them, that's that's why that's why I didn't say anything one way or the other about you know the Democrats, na 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 na, hey hey goodbye. 
because I was sitting there and I was thinking, I'm like, and when you told me that it was a callback to, you know, something that happened before, I'm like, okay, all right. But I think the real point is they probably did it is, and I, I'm sorry, I do think it's childish. I don't give a fuck if it is a callback. But, I, is, think they, but I think they did it to mark in people's minds who are paying attention. These are the fuckers who did it to you. Don't come after us. It was 217 to 213, okay? The 217 that voted to take the shit away from you, those are the ones you need to fucking deal with. Because I'm telling you, man, a lot of people fucking seem to think, just from talking just to random people about it in healthcare, you know, work, people I work with, friends, family, whatever, that everybody else is going to get their shit revoked except for them. That they're going to be perfectly fine. And that's, that is, I, I look at them and I go, do you, do you know one of the, fir- the, the markers of a crazy person is they don't think they're crazy. Everybody else is crazy. Now I'm drawing a, a correlation, you know, a correlation between a crazy person and you. Do you, why do you think you're special? You're not. You're just another number to the government. Literally, you are a social security number to them. That's it. You, they're not going to. You're not going to be protected. Right. They're not going to look and at your voting record and say, "Oh, they've always voted right down the line Republican." They don't get their health care cut. And it's been uh, since probably the invention of the automobile. One of the major issues that voters vote on is the price of gas. The fuck? How much Which control dumb, do you think the president yeah. really has over the the price of gas when it's a basically unregulated market that is? driven by supply and demand. Yes, there are trade, uh, uh, you know, rules and other things that, uh, and, you know, whether they choose to import or drill locally, that the government can do and they can subsidize it, whatever. But ultimately, it's a supply and demand business and there's only so much supply and prices will continue to fluctuate but go up as they fluctuate. And real quick. No matter who's in office. Real quick, let's not forget, as we sit here and debate whether the American public has even shorter of an attention span than we assume, uh, 2010 is only seven years ago, and that's when the Tea Party come in and shook everything up. And I've been saying this since the election, the Democrats are ripe for someone to come in on the, on the left and get a Tea Party-like movement going. And this is now. Yeah, this, but, is, this is this is this is an issue. That, Jill Stein. I mean, where, who the fuck? Knows? You want to talk about the I lack of leaders in the Democrats? What out? But outside of there, there's nobody. But if you let me finish, what I was going to say is this I'm now sorry. gives them a rallying cry, a flag to plant plant in the sand and go. This is what we're fighting for. Right. They took this from you. Come join with us. I mean, no, it's I all, hear it's, you. It's, really, it's it's really it's really it's really it, it. Like I said, it's, politics is getting more and more like entertainment and sports the older I get. And I don't know if it's always been that way or I'm just starting to notice it. But it really is pick a side and just root for your side blindly. Right. Yeah, and that was another thing that I was thinking about this week, actually, is how many voters, I was just imagining in my mind, vote with that that mentality, whether it's either I want to be on the winning team or I want to root for the underdog. And you can make cases for uh, both of those attitudes in a Trump voter. But some people just blindly always just vote for their party. My dad used to uh, make fun oh, of yeah. my grandma, tell her that if Adolf Hitler ran as a Democrat, she'd vote for him. You know, and I got a, <laughs> I had a couple other aunts that were just like that. And I mean, it doesn't matter, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. There's something that's out there still. 
On both so, sides. It, it is. Yeah. And it, it, that, that percentage is always going to be there. So that's the percentage that, that's the percentage of politicians know they don't even have to fucking pander to. Those are people that just picked a side and they're just going to vote straight down the party line. So they know they got them in their pocket. It's the, right. it's the people who don't feel a connection to either party, which I would like to think, and from a lot of polls and everything I've been reading and, and, and hearing over the years, it's the people who don't adhere to any one party who actually would probably want to start a third, fourth, fifth party are, is getting larger and larger. And those are the people they know they got to win over. Apathetic people and people who vote down the party line, they're done. You're not going to change their mind. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, as a party, as we've seen now, I'm, it, we can barely get, nobody can really even get to 10% to even get on the debate stage at this point. But I still think that the right person could change all of that. I don't and know what that right person would say, what their message would be, or what they would be like. That's pretty scary that we're just sitting here waiting for some sort of savior to ascend from the heavens and fucking we're just we're just rearranging jet chairs in the Titanic until it happens going, Come on, there's gotta be someone somewhere. I imagine he's got a long red flowing cape and a curly cue on his forehead and a big ass on his chest. It was for the left. He he can't be white. Well no no, what I was gonna say is it's ironic. Yeah, it'd be ironic if uh, it was an illegal alien that turned out to save America. Right. You know, someone who came here and, and was and, and wasn't naturalized. He just happened to land in Kansas. Excuse me, Rich. Undocumented, please. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, he bad. can't. He can't be president then. He's Superman. Who's going to stop him? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's just a real. It's just a random thought. I, I when I was a kid, I used to think that. Especially, I think it was Superman 2 when Zod and them went to the White House. I was like, why doesn't yeah. Superman just beat the president's ass and take over? Who's going <laughs> to stop him? He's yeah, like, my, hey, my Zod, his crew was, was coming home superheroes when I was a kid. I had the same thoughts, too. Like, why, why doesn't every one of these books end with the, the hero ends up being the ruler of the world? Because that's why they're the hero, man. They're for the know, people. But especially, no, especially Superman. Hey, I'm president now. Hey, now I'm prime minister of Canada. Hey, by the way, now I'm president of Mexico. We're well, just to, to continue to, on to, to comic books credit, especially I think starting with the Dark Knight series by Frank Miller, they did start exploring things like that, and I think oh, with yeah. Watchmen also. As oh, the eighties, well, I was going to say, as the eighties went on, I think they started that a lot more. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent with you on that. Also, it still continues because that's the plot of Injustice, the video game and comic book based on the video game, which is. Superman snaps when Joker kills Lois Lane and decides that the whole world needs to be under his control. Oh, shit, that is, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah. And that's also a running theme through the X-Men comic books is that's the reason they want to keep mutants down is not only is it an allegory for, like, homosexuals, whatever, mutants, uh, marginalized yeah, people from society, yeah. but it's also... Oh shit! What if they What if they decide to rise up and organize, you know, behind someone like Magneto? We're fucked. There's really nothing we can do, you know. So that's that's been a a running theme for quite a long time, at least two right, three decades. That, right, because no matter how many good deeds the X Men did, no matter how many times they saved the world, 
there is always going to be the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or other organizations that were also mutants, groups of mutants, and the, the general populace just can't tell the difference. And all, all mutants are bad. They, just, they blow shit up, and I don't, not in my backyard. Yeah, and I do remember in my comic book store days uh, having a discussion about uh, the difference between someone like the X-Men versus the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Avengers and Fantastic Four save the world and it's in a newspaper. The X-Men save the world, and no one hears about it. Yeah. So that's it's kind of like, you know, almost... Like, the discussion kind of went to is, do you think they're trying to, to say, like, slip it in and there's a media blackout, and, you know, and they don't want people that well, are doing good to, to, to the public to know that? And I'm like, we no. are thinking over, we're overthinking comics way too much, guys. <laughs> no, but you, that, is, that is actually in the text of... X-Men books that I read when I was a kid. The junk of, I was, I started reading X-Men the latter half of the Chris Claremont run, you know, which started when I was basically born, so I had some catching up to do. And this was during the period where X-Men saved the world, possibly the universe, for the umpteenth time. Only this time, part of the procedure of them saving the world was going through the Siege Perilous. And the Siege Perilous was this huge diamond thing that they would walk through and have new lives on the other side. And nobody, nobody in the world would know, not only that any of this happened, that the X-Men saved the world, but they wouldn't even know that the X-Men ever existed. The world would forget their existence and they would, they're even, they go to Australia, they live in the outback, and even when they do show up in public, they can't be captured on camera. So they are invisible to the world. Yeah, I, rem- I, I remember that storyline, that story arc, now that you bring it up. Yeah. Because yep. the transporter, or the, uh, the guy who would uh, transport him would swing the thing over his head and they'd go through the portal. And Yeah, that's where they find the, is it the Reavers that are there? They, the the half cyborg people that uh, showed up in the Logan movie. I think they're the Reavers. Sorry, give me one sec. My mic's buzzing again. I thought I fixed this. Okay, there we go. <coughs> um, Gateway. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was struggling to remember his name. It's been yeah, the Aboriginal years man who uh, he didn't speak. He just sat up on the mountain in his loincloth, and then with spin his rock around and open a portal to wherever he wanted to take you, I guess. So, well, yeah. yeah just, uh, just just real quick, I just want to say on the on the healthcare thing, I think this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is a real, I mean, I've said this before about some of the shit Trump's pulled. He is really flirting with, with like the abyss on this one, I think, because if it, right. now, well, if he it goes doesn't the even way, know what he wants. If it goes the way Chris, you said that you think it would go down, you know, people short, short attention spans they'll forget it by the time the midterm elections happen let alone the next presidential election then hey man you know he's he he's the fox that got in and out of the hen house and didn't get caught but if people do fucking remember and they do hold a hard on for him about it republicans could have not not too nice next couple of years once the midterm elections come and go right at the very least if if trump gets away from this clean He's going to leave the stink on Paul Ryan. Well, that's the other thing. There's always the pass the buck. 
Right. Well, let's not let's let's not forget that what we these this vague version. Actually, we haven't. Nobody's seen this, uh, as far as I know. All the information has on this bill has been leaked, and it's kind of atrocious. Not only that, we are uh, we have our representatives voting on legislation that they haven't fully read, but that is not available to the public. That's some bullshit. Um, but also, even the Republicans are saying this is not what the final bill is going to look like. It's going to go to the Senate. The Senate's going to have ideas. They're going to change it up so much that it's got to go back to the House and be voted on again. So this turd is coming back for a second round just to make sure it's, it stinks stays on you for the next two years. Well, I mean, if, it, if it passed through the House, then it's still got to go through the Senate. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. The Senate can make changes, and if the, the changes that they make are drastic enough, they have to, be, they have to go back to the House to vote on it again. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Who knows how many times this shit merry-go-round will, will spin before everybody gets smeared. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you think is percentage of hardcore Trump believers... Like the true Trump believers that think that, oh, he's truly an outsider, or thought this at least when they voted for him. He's truly an outsider. He won't get in there and play the political game. How many of them do you think still believe that shit? See, I, I think that there's a higher percentage of the Trump voters that understand, or at least believe they understand what he is, but also believe him to be, be enough uh, to be malleable enough to get what they want done. And they understand that, maybe they understand that Trump has no agenda of his own other than power. He has, uh, he has no uh, faith of his own. You know, he may profess it like any politician does, any recent politician. Um, but it, I would argue that he's probably the least religious president that we've had, maybe even the one that's been the church the least. Oh, definitely. I said. And, I said a few months ago. I said, "Congratulations, Christian uh, Republicans, who voted for Trump. You just put in the closest thing to an open atheist in the office we've ever had." Right. But if he's going to give you, well, like he did this week, uh, he's going for a run at at uh, at religious liberty with a, uh, a what's uh, I'm losing the word for it. His presidential decree. You know, where he signs it and then holds the executive the, order. Yeah, the executive order. Thank you very much. Uh, this exe executive order, which I mean, executive orders tend to be vague and uh, are effective to varying degrees. Anyway, they're not writ law, and this one doesn't really change the law in any ways, but it does give guidance to the people who dictate or uh, not dictate the law, but carry out the law. When you talk it allows about churches to accept uh, more money for uh, for ca for campaign contributions. Yeah, and it also allows them it, to endorse candidates from the pulpit without losing their tax exempt status, which I think is the is big thing behind this. Well, because you know, his, 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 his well, his if you think about it, his his executive order. Okay, they can't get is basically the executive order is to destroy the Johnson Amendment. Right. And the Johnson Amendment is part of the 
IRS Code of 54 that prevents nonprofit organizations from advocating for political candidates. Right. But how often does the IRS use that? Like, next to never. It almost well, never happens that they actually have to go after somebody's tax-exempt status because of what they say. There's been plenty of churches that have outright campaigned for candidates over uh, the last decades and no repercussions. What I love about this is I think that this needs to start a conversation of give me one good reason churches are tax exempt. Yeah. Because I am 40 years old and I am waiting for to hear a reason besides I'm a member of the church or I'm a Christian and I don't feel they or Catholic and I don't feel they should pay taxes. Because if we just charged taxes on the land the Catholic Church owns in this country alone, health care would not be half the problem it is. And we can still go warmongering all over the world. It is absolutely ridiculous that, that, that churches are tax-exempt. Because if you want any example of how silly this is, Scientology. Go look it up. Oh, yeah. You know what he did? You know what L. Ron Hubbard did? He got on his big boat with his people who signed 10 million-year contracts, went into international waters, and said, I'm not coming back until you acknowledge that Scientology is a religion and we are tax-exempt. That's how you By get the way, that's, that's, that's how you bully the government to get in your way, basically. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, by the way, everybody, the day that we were all chattering about the Bowling Green Massacre, that's when all this the ball started rolling on this legislation. I'd like to point that out. Well, we're sitting I mean, there well, as a Well, it's just an executive group. order. Again, I mean, like it's a, it, No, but, they, but Congress started the writing, started drafting this shit the day yeah. that everyone was losing their shit about Kelly and Conway being an idiot. No, just you're the, right. The, the, they started drafting this legislation. But there, we'd rather pay attention to that There's definitely going to be an agenda of them putting this into law. But right now what it does is give... Well, when you talk about tax exempt status, it just gives guidance to uh, what he thinks should be appropriate to investigate under the current law. It doesn't change anything currently. But it just changes... It, 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 just, is a, it is not a good harbinger if you're interested in separation of church and state. It's I don't take necessarily an act of mind... It's going to take an act of Congress to change the law. All this is going to do yeah. is give give them the ability to choose not to enforce it through his it's executive gonna, order. It's going to give Trump a W that he can put in the column along with the W for his health care. You know, that's all he wants is to be seen as doing what he said. I'm a winner. <laughs> I so win. I'm so, I'm so going to destroy the Johnson Amendment, and that's which all is exactly what about. he said. That's a quote, right. I mean, even after they passed the health care bill through the uh, the House, he was talking about it like it was something completely different from what had just gotten passed and how, you know, everyone's still going to be covered. And believe me, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be the best ever. And that's all that matters to him is that he he proposed an idea and here it is, becoming a law. And that's all his people care about, man. That's why I think the midterms might go a little different than the Democrats are thinking they're going to go. Yeah. Because wow. a lot of his supporters not, are wired like him, man. It's not going to take a whole lot to, uh, to tip back the other way, you know, especially when you have, like we were talking about earlier, the people who vote based on wanting to be on the winning side or... The underdog. It works both ways because if you see like 
if you see the, the the Democrats possibly getting their shit together, or just that the Republicans are fucking their their own shit up so much that you want to now root for the Democrats. I mean, ultimately, I think you want to root for the team that has the better ideas. Oh, we don't do that which, anymore. Which that's over. Which is kind of a whole another subject because as much as God damn it. As much as Democrats want to uh, want to criticize what's happening now, and, and rightfully so, their criticism is just, although slightly hollow, based on the fact that they don't really seem to have any better ideas. I'm not a huge fan of Obamacare. I have currently no health insurance. I will continue to have no health insurance. It doesn't mean I don't give a shit what happens to other people in this country, and it doesn't mean that I wouldn't like to have affordable health insurance. So, I mean, there's still there's still a good portion of us that are are uh, left out in the in the cold, no matter who's in charge. No, you're right, and it took it took literally two and a half years of fighting and living at or below the poverty line for me to finally get the most meager of help from from the very system that says, hey, we're there to help people who are in your exact situation. But here, by the way, here's a bunch, two and a half years of bureaucratic bull, bullshit hoops to jump through. That, and that's what Reagan said were the scariest words. Uh, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah. well, the problem is is that we're paying, okay, if we're going to, the, the, sh- the ship has sailed as far as I'm concerned on all these taxation or, is theft people. Like, these people live in fantasy land where they think that fucking Red Dawn was a documentary or a how-to manual. Uh, and, like, right. that's just not reality. That's not reality. That, that's why I can't really call myself a full libertarian because I, I agree with a lot of things they say when it comes to freedom, but the taxation is theft. I'm like, maybe if, if it's spent the way that a lot of our tax dollars is spent, then yeah. I agree with you. That's theft. But there's still a lot of good that my tax dollars do that are just investment. And the problem is, it goes back to what I said earlier, at least I feel this way very strongly, is that we are taxed, but we don't see benefits from the taxes we pay. Right. I mean, every every time a new tax is proposed or a tax is raised, we're promised some pie-in-the-sky shit. Oh, your roads are going to be better. The schools are going to be better. And meanwhile, it doesn't work that way. I, the, 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 the proof isn't in the pudding, but yet the next time a tax proposal comes up or a tax hike comes up and it gets passed, it's going to be the same promises as always. If people saw, if their tax money was spent on them, on their community, on their where they live, and they could see improvements. Oh, hey, my taxes went up, but guess what? I don't have to spend $500 every winter to replace tires and fucking and, and, and bent rims because Michigan finally has roads you can drive on for more than two minutes before they fall apart. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy I'm paying a little bit more tax, but at least I'm seeing something for it. We would, I mean, that's what we're politicians, I think, have lost track of the fact that the average person would be so grateful if they would just throw us a bone every once in a while. Like, we would be like that, that, that sexually neglected wife who just who gets head twice a year and appreciates it a whole lot. Right. And that's, we're not and asking for a whole lot. Just eat our pussy every once in a while. That's it. If Trump actually did something about infrastructure in this country, I might just say thank you. And I would probably mean it. Exactly. 
But instead, but we're, no, we're going to build a fucking wall, or we're going to, hey, here's $54 billion to, to, and, and, and now we're going to look for another fucking quagmire to get ourselves fucking stuck in. And, oh, by the way, it's costing a million dollars a day to keep his fucking, his trophy wife and his fucking on-the-spectrum brat in New York. Come on, sorry. Move him to right. fucking, you tell me DC doesn't have good private schools? Really? I think her modeling career is pretty much over with at this point, so she doesn't need to be in New York, the hotbed of modeling. I mean, now, come on. Th- there's another subject that I wanted to get to, too, that kind of ties into this, because I think that when we talk about what the leader that could challenge Trump, or maybe somebody, a, a dark horse type candidate that would actually disrupt the Democratic Party, what they would look like. And it seems hard for me to imagine that, because it's hard for me to imagine somebody who doesn't have the capability to slip up in the public mind, especially when you're talking about people who are consumed with being outraged by uh, identity politics. So, well, wasn't Weiner you know, supposed to be that guy? And then he, well, he was. Well, he was, he was, he was, he was that's a bad example because he's a freak. Before he was exposed as a freak, he was painted to to kind of be that guy, but then just eventually there was just too much shit where they're like, no, man, never mind. Well, well, listen. Yeah, we already dealt with Clinton and his job. Right, let's say Anthony Weiner didn't have uh, the whole thing with his obsession with his own dick, right, and nobody had to ever see it. He still probably would have said something that would have pissed off enough people that he would have lost support. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, when you're the, talking about, like, how, oh, God, how long has Stephen Colbert been just adored by liberals? Mm-hmm. And all he has to do is use the word cockholster in reference. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, and people then, just that, fucking lose their shit about what that was the a notion pro, of... That was a pro-dick-sucking joke, all right? I thought it was. <laughs> Okay, that is a pro homophobe. That is a pro homosexual joke. I'm not sure way, how way, pro why, it is. Why, I'm not sure how are, anti it is either. Okay, but why are people? First of all, let me. I'm willing to bet most people who are upset by this aren't gay, so that means they're upset on gay people's behalf. And people mm-hmm. that are upset on other people's behalf need to really shut the fuck up and let them and let other people talk for themselves. So I just want to preface that, but. What, okay, even if even if it, even if it is a reference to a gay sex act, I'm sorry. Do gay people not suck each other's dicks? Right. I know that's what I'm saying. It's a well, crude way to put it. That's a pro gay joke. Right. It's a well, crude here, way to put it, but it's factually correct. Here's, what, the here's way, Rich, one I'll lob back to you, identity poli- uh, police. Um, if <laughs> okay, if Stephen Colbert was gay. Would it be okay for him to use the term cock holster? Straight guys do it all the time. In, in reference to somebody's mouth. Yeah. But would you, would, Lowell, well, I'll ask you, do you think that people would be less outraged if Stephen Colbert, Colbert was a gay man using that term in that reference? Less people overall would be outraged, and a, and a certain group okay. would be, would, and, who's, who maybe is not outraged at the moment, would be outraged like a gay advocacy group would be like oh you're painting us in such a bad light by doing that you might as well be milo that's how they would fucking but so they, they would be all but upset. they would not organize a protest of his show a boycott of stephen Colbert. sure they'd be a lot less people involved in that that would be my guess 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, how dare they assume his sexual identity? Yeah, because sexuality is a spectrum. Does that mean that he doesn't ever suck dick? You don't yeah. know. How can hey. you judge? Hey, he, he, he might. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, what's the rule uh, Jay said is if there's a woman there, it's not gay. He might be have he might have a trail of devil's threesomes just littered in his past. Or he's got an understanding. He's like, look, I'm all yours, Molly, but Friday nights for dick sucking. Yes, I just need that cock. I need it, you know, and I'm gonna go get it, but I'm gonna come home to you and I love you. Right. Hey, whatever it's the twenty first century, there's consenting adults, let them do what they want. Right. See to me, so to you me this assume, is just you assume oh. that to him dick sucking is always a bad thing? Maybe he loves it. Maybe I, he's one of those guys that only sucks dick. Doesn't ever let anyone touch his dick. He just wants to suck on somebody else's. Gay or straight, unless you are asexual, there is no man who is against dick sucking. How dare you? Correct. Correct. I don't care. And I'll even challenge some people who claim to be asexual. Someone start, just rip open their pants, pull down their shit, and start gagging themselves on their cock and see if they don't enjoy it. We'll see how asexual you really are. I'm just That's saying, blowjobs <laughs> are blowjobs, man. It's 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 why I we call them. They're like busters on that one. It's like we, we guys, guys. I'm sorry, that was nut busters. <laughs> oh yeah, volume thirty-two. I got that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, how many times have we have we either said it or or heard it said over our years on this planet that a blowjob's like pizza, even when it's bad, it's good. Right. You know. Yeah. You're just that's that's. Even if she gives blowjob, the blowjob equivalent of a hot and ready, it's still pizza. You know, it's still a blowjob. And well, this because is because he's saying it about Trump. It's it's supposed to be demeaning to Trump, which therefore means that the act of sucking dick is always demeaning. No, he was he was saying it about have Putin having his cock in his mouth, and yeah, right. I think sucking. Why can't we separate Putin's that? Dick is that like, yeah, okay. One gay you guy sucks another gay guy's dick. No joke. Straight guy sucks another straight guy's dick. Oh, well, there's a possible setup for a joke there. No, you know why, Aaron? Because right? we deal with this on the sports podcast all the time. The people who are probably complaining fucking probably don't watch Colbert and have no idea what the context was used. They just saw a, probably a clip on the internet the next morning or they read it. And, you know, the, the, the clutching of the pearl started. I mean, well, okay. So yeah. I, I know that uh, well, Stephen well, Colbert and Bill Maher, these aren't people that I think would, you know, uh, step up to be politicians or anything at any point. But it, it is interesting that, well, I think, you know, Bill Maher's had a lot more controversy in his career than, than Stephen Colbert has. But it's interesting how people can turn on people with so much anger when they are 95% in agreement with them and like everything else this is this but you is say just... one you have one wrong viewpoint you have you say one wrong thing and that's it you're done this is I mean, this is i think this is a perfect case of what i've been saying for a while now the left eats itself if it doesn't have an enemy it will invent one out of its own ranks it's the ouroboros of fucking a political ideology 
It's a snake yeah. eating its own tail. That's all the that's all the radical left is anymore. And right, because yeah, they we stopped they stopped believing that terrorism is a real threat. Understanding that it exists in the world, but it's not like this reason why the government has to take away your rights that uh, they they seem to believe. So so yeah, once you have no fear of foreigners, outsiders, others. I, it's not. I, I guess it's. You're right. It's not like they're just cured of that. It has to go somewhere. It is. It is. It, it, and I, I think you, it is a lot about self hatred, like like literally self hatred. Like I have ugly thoughts. You know, I saw a guy cross the street once, and he had his hood up, and he was black, and I thought N word in my head, and then I hated myself so much. And then you go online and you're like, I can't believe it. so and so said that something about black people and City of and you're really looking and you're you. really mad at your own thoughts that I mean, look, everybody thinks everything. I don't know why you don't understand that. Every horrible thing that you've ever thought of, everybody else has thought it too. Some of us act on those things, unfortunately, but that's a very small minor, that's a very small portion of the population. Most of us think fucked up shit and go, that's fucked up. I'm never saying that one out loud. And we move on. Others, when we have no, uh, no way to express our anger in general, and we don't want to hate ourselves for every weird thought that pops into our head. I mean, this is how you get uh, gay politicians and preachers that are, are all publicly anti-gay. That is their own hatred deflected get- outward. Donald Trump, because he reflects those crazy thoughts in your head. Someone saying them for you, you don't have to say them. Uh, well, I, I, I run run that by me again. I say the, the same mentality gets you Trump too. Hey, that guy's saying all the crazy fucked up shit in my head. I don't want to say out loud. Oh, so they kind of through proxy get it out through him, kind of like a. Yes, like a like yeah, a city leader from the old days. I mean, that was what was what was the big story before the election? The silent Trump voter, the person that didn't want to admit to people that they were going to vote for Trump. Yeah, well, that that's part of why we didn't that, see this probably those in the first people. place. People who are like, I don't want to say the shit out loud, right? That they were voting for didn't want to come out and say that they were voting for Trump. But that's kind of different. That's that's being racist, knowing that you're racist, but also being smart enough somehow to keep. Still be racist, but yet not want to well, other people to know that you are racist. But see what you just said it's a very right there. Midpoint intelligence, isn't it? Because I, once you get smarter than that, I think you just pop over to not being racist anymore. See, that's what you just said. Yeah. That's a dangerous way to think. To assume yeah. that just because people are racist, they're dumb. Because, um, I mean, well, there's 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 people there's people who. How do I put this? Uh, do, do I think that, like racist organizations, Aryan Brotherhood, KKK, National Association for Advancement of White People? They are out there. Stormfront, those kind of groups. I don't think I, I would. I would gun like gun to these to the people in charge of those groups' heads. I would say there's a percentage of them who don't believe the bullshit that they're spewing, but they found their way to work the grift in the system. Yeah. And then there's people who are true believers, who for whatever reason are just are are logical people, 
but when it comes to this one subject, I, it, it's just a blind hatred that's so visceral, it manifests itself in this way. And who knows? I mean, we, we could go through all the pop psychology reasons. Maybe they got beat up by black kids as a kid, or maybe right. a girl they were in love well, with no, ran off with a black I, guy. And who, I mean, who knows, really, but... I hear you on that, and I guess... It's just, to me, it's dangerous talk, to underestimate people like that. No, no, I understand, and I guess, in my mind... I mean, to, to use words like smart or dumb are just really broad terms anyway. And I got you. I, got you. I, I, I understand that somebody can be dumb as a rock when it comes to other races and still, you know, be a highly intelligent in whatever else, you know. They could be an expert in their field in aeronautics or something. And also hate Chinese people for some reason. You know, that's totally possible. I'm not saying that like everybody that that uh, has a certain IQ automatically becomes non-racist. But I, I guess I guess smart and dumb are just the wrong use, uh, the wrong terms to use anyway. I guess I'd revert to evolved and and less evolved. Well, considering is, is a better way to think <clears throat> of it. You have a mo- you either have a more evolved idea of race, period, or you don't. You either uh, yeah. believe that people should be separate, which is a very primitive way to think, or you understand that uh, this is this is a world where the borders, no matter how many walls we want to try and put up physically, the borders are melting, and it's not about whether. We're going to uh, be able to protect our own nation. It's about whether we want to integrate with that world or not. I st- I still maintain that people that that people okay if 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 a person tends to hate a group of people that they really don't know personally know nothing about except for maybe whatever propaganda from whatever side or their parents taught them. Or whatever the fuck. Once they, it, once you humanize a person who happens to be part of that group to one of those people, it's harder for them to, to, to rationalize and justify how they feel. Now, they still do. I mean, I literally have known hundreds of people in my life that would say, I don't like black people. I don't like Arabs. Oh, but what about your friend over here? Oh, he's one of the good ones. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, so there's, that 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 shell is hard to crack and get through, but I, I think that the the pendulum has swung far away from, hey, throw everyone together, human, let's humanize ourselves to each other, to let's shame people into silence, but that doesn't change anyone's mind. All you're doing is is you're screaming the loudest until the other person finally goes, I'm done. And then you declare yourself the winner. You didn't win. Yeah. You just you had you had a, a, a louder voice and more lung capacity, or more or or you're such a zealot about the issue that you were willing to scream yourself to the point you lose your voice over the other person you're debating with. Here's what That's I have always win. wondered: uh, Why aren't the people that are screaming about white culture being under attack in this country moving to Europe? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Chris, hey, we, I said this a couple. If you couple believe it that ago. much, why uh, are you still easy. here, Chris? I said this a couple others. 
I said this a couple episodes ago, and you were shocked. And I, I went and looked it up to make sure I was right. Canada, huge landmass, 37 million people in Canada. Plenty yeah. of room to go out there, and, and, and you can clap on one and three, listen to country music, eat your mayonnaise sandwiches, and listen to John Cougar Mellencamp all you want to your heart's content in Canada. No one's going to fuck with you about it. Go on up there, if they'll have you, that is. Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, sure, there's, there's other places that you can go, but damn it, there's America. But, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're that, if you think that your identity to your culture is special and different from other cultures and that we should be kept as pure culturally as possible, then why are you in the country that has... It seems like up until this point, I know we've definitely had our our problems with many races in this country, but have always had this theme of a melting pot, right? This understanding that this nation was built by people that came from all over the world to drive natives off their land. Uh, so why why wouldn't you go back to wherever it is that you think that you're from? Because uh, they want to be in here. Why stay in this country? I mean, what, I, I guess what, I'll be the one to say it. It's the same reason the black people aren't moving back to Africa, and Mexicans aren't going back to Mexico, and Arabic people than, aren't moving back to the Middle East. They want to be here. Right, they want to be here. So who the fuck decided that just by pure numbers, this is a white country? The people who feel it's a white country? The, the census? On both sides? On both sides? <laughs> No, seriously, the people who feel it's a white country on both sides, people who feel that's a good thing and people who feel that's a negative thing. They're the ones that are that the keep that are perpetuating this and they're the ones that are they're so either if the people who think it's a good thing will fight to their last breath or until their fucking wireless right. keyboard gives out and they gotta change the batteries to yeah. argue it. And the people on the left who feel that it's a white country won't be happy until well, white people are pretty much just an afterthought. We, I mean, I, I, I'm now. These are extremists. These are. I'm not painting the left and right. That this is the majority of them. These are obviously very extreme people who feel that way. Yeah. I'm not talking about people who'd be like, yeah, we could be, we could, we could use some more color and some, you know, mix up the chromosome fucking count and in, in government. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who are like, no, this is this is a, this is a country's built on white supremacy, and we need to get rid of the white people. Well, good luck, dude. I mean. I don't think we've, if you're an endangered species, we'll wipe you off the planet. But have we wiped any one race off the planet ever in history, recorded history? It's not as easy as guy tried, And the rest of the world said, fuck you. As far as I know, he's the one that got the farthest and still six million is a drop in the bucket. So. Oh. Have you guys, have you guys seen uh, the Bill Burr special? <laughs> I mean, I know what you one? mean, but. <laughs> I, well, hey, facts are harsh sometimes. I mean. <laughs> Do you, you see Bill Burr's latest special where he talks about, well, it's, it's all this love for Hitler. Stalin had a 20 million bo- uh, body count. No one yeah, brings up Mao? Stalin. It, Hitler's always the most evil. Hmm? Yeah, well, what about Mao? And Stalin yeah, was killing his, his own people. He had his thing. Everyone was like, Hitler, what's with the mustache? And he was like, you'll see. <laughs> I'm a tortured artist. <laughs> you think anyone's going to remember Stalin over there with his bald face? <laughs> But, I mean, we talked about this either last episode or episode before, but I was really thinking about it after we got done about, you know, so-called white culture, black culture, 
Latin culture, whatever. Um, Ooh, I missed Spokane. Should I go what, try to run down Rachel Dolezal? I, uh, I, I recently heard an interview with Chuck D from Public Enemy, and they asked him about how does he feel about certain things about politics, and he basically answered the questions, and then he got to a point where he stopped, and he goes, okay, let me explain something. First of all, because the, the questions were a lot about like na- nationalism from his point of view, and he's like, I don't consider myself anything but a resident of planet Earth. Like, people are my fellow, you know, people are my, are my, all people are part of my race. I don't say, or, or, you know, people who I think should be taken care of. I don't say, oh, America first, or Canada first, or South Africa first, or whatever the fuck, Kenya first. And I was like, God damn, I mean, I know that's kind of a pie in the sky way of looking at it, but as we harp on here, years ago, but as we harp on this here, we are moving towards a more and more global economy. Who does who do the people like like Bannon and the Breitbart folks, who do they hate the most? Globalists. Global. They hate them even more than cucks. Yeah. And it's you know, it's Globalist kind of a, cuckolds. It's kind of a fear of... They let other uh, people fuck their money. <laughs> it's kind of a fear of, you know, uh, people coming together, but at the same time, I yeah. mean, isn't that... Is it, why is it a bad... Why, God yeah. damn it, why is it a bad thing to want fucking people to get along? Why is that such a pussy idea? In, in a, in a, yeah. and I don't know if it's purely American, but it is a sentiment that I run into on a day-to-day basis well, in this country. I think we're, we're seeing that it's not. I mean, we're... I think we're going to get some more. We're definitely going to get uh, another indicator of how widespread this movement is in Europe, just with the the vote in France. Um, yeah, uh, it's what Marie Le Pen, who is uh, the Trump surrogate in this case, and oh, is it Marcon? I can't remember. Anyway, yes. yes, that's yes, it is. Yeah. It is because I, I have a buddy is Mark, the, is the buddy one who sounds and I was more like, sane. Is that, his bro- is that your family? He goes, No. <laughs> um, Although it's also interesting that Marcon, again, I don't, I don't know a lot about French politics. Why would I? I just know what I hear on NPR. But it doesn't sound like Marcon's the best candidate, and it's only because Le Pen is fucking things up so much that it seems to be neck and neck. Well, if I'm correct, the, the way that they the way they do their elections is uh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Run off. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know it's familiar. it's it's scary, right? That's yes. like carbon copy shit. Is I believe there was eight candidates from eight different parties. The top two who win the nope. v- vote run against each other. Right, they do a runoff against a pure majority. So if nobody gets a, a, a an actual majority of the population, which is probably rare, especially when you have a society that has more than two political parties to vote for. I know it's kind of a weird concept, but it's rare for one candidate out of many to get 50% or more of the vote. So yeah. you usually do run, end up in a runoff situation. If nobody gets a pure majority, then you know what, it's, gonna, it's coming up, I think, in the next couple of weeks that we're going to see the, the actual vote between Le Pen and, and Marcone. Monday, I believe. Monday, I so the, the, yeah, okay. I think it's the seventh or the eighth. Oh yeah, it's coming up sooner than I thought. Then, but you know what I find interesting? I gotta get over that, there. 
<laughs> what I find interesting is that if you look at this election in France, Brexit was coming up on a year ago, if I'm correct, and yep. she's considered a Brexit candidate when people talk about it, kind of like we used to say, oh, that's a Tea Party candidate. Right. It, I don't know that she's come out and said that we're, we're getting out of this, e, but... The EU doesn't want her to win because if France leaves the EU, that's pretty much it for the EU. Oh, oh yeah. There's no fucking way. Yeah, you would mean, crumble. I don't know, man. I see that chick winning because who votes in the elections? Old people, generally, right? What is? And yeah, and what is what is one of the pillars of her of, election? Fear of Muslims. Fear we'll see of a lot of fear over there. But just just count the terror. Just count since Charlie Hebdo. Should we do a count? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how that that's how she's going to win. Yeah, and I mean, can I? And this is goddamn. This is going to sound like I'm endorsing her and all her policies like in toto but I'm not I'm just saying if I lived in France and I saw that shit with Charlie Hebdo I'd be like yeah you know what fuck extremist muslims sorry I I I'm sorry I I've made no bones about it about how I feel about religion if you're going to start fucking declaring a death sentence on people who dare to draw your 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 one of your religious figures fuck you you know what? Do you, uh, go do you also say and then, get back to us in 500 years. So you could you could also argue that we kind of have this thing, you know, on our side of the ocean here that happened 16 years ago. For us to say that as well. Yeah, but to say fuck extremists are, is one thing, but well, if you I, notice, I said too many people are just Muslims. fuck Muslims. Well, that's that's because there's goddamn such a fucking lack of nuance in 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 people. Maybe, a, once again, a person might understand it, but you get a group of people together and that mob mentality takes over and they want it boiled down to its simplest ingredient and go, that's what, that's what we're upset about. Instead of going, oh, wait a minute, there's extremist Muslims, there are, for lack of a better term, casual, casual Muslims, Muslims who, you know, might eat a piece of fucking pork every once in a while, just <laughs> like there's Catholics who eat meat on they Friday. They wear relaxed fit jeans. Yeah, I learned this week shirts. that there are... <laughs> That there is such a thing with some Mormons called the 100-mile rule, which means if you're more than 100 miles from Salt Lake City, it's game on with all the shit you're not supposed to be eating or drinking or doing. Yeah, the Amish have a, 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 a tradition to where once they're young and reach a certain age, they can go out into the world. Rumspringer. Yes, that's it. Because I remember it sounded like a drink. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then, and then they can choose whether they're going to come back or they're going to stay out in the world. I mean, but once again, we, that goes back to the idea of like the sin eaters from back like 500 years ago. When a person would die, they'd invite this person over, feed them food, and supposedly not only were they eating the food, but ingesting the sin of the person who died. So that person could go into the afterlife with a clean, you know, soul. But of course, when the sin eater died, that means you know, well, he's going to hell. But at 500 years ago, if I'm starving, my ass would have been the sin eater. <laughs> I'll eat all your sin, hey, man. The Catholics, oh, man, they, you that's can a free feed a meal. fucking shithead your whole life. If you accept the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ in your deathbed and you ask for forgiveness, you, according to that big book, you'll get into heaven. Yeah, I, right. I, saw, I saw a meme recently that had a painting of Jesus holding a little, little child, and Jesus was pointing to something that wasn't in the painting. And it said, hey, Timmy, see that guy over there? That's the guy that raped and murdered your mother. But he accepted me as his Lord and Savior on his deathbed, so go say hi. <laughs> Brutal. 
Fuck it, but, just how I like just point. how I like my anti religion. <laughs> right. uh, hey, you gonna? I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Preaching to the I mean, when, when I when I start when I start up something half as bad as the Inquisition, then people have a right to start calling me a fucking asshole about this I, subject. Till then, they can shut the fuck up. I wonder what the correlation between that policy and the child rape was. Maybe, maybe that was instituted around the time that they started poking little boys in the butt. We talk about the Catholic Church. Yeah, like hey, I think, I think we, the, we, I, need, we need to, we need to give ourselves an out for this one. Chris, what if this is really bad. What is your understanding of it? Because I have a theory, but I have no proof to back it up as far as coming from me being entrenched in Catholicism. Understanding of what? I my wild accusation that the. Uh, the deathbed confession sending you to heaven was an out that was put in there to get them out of fucking little boys. Maybe. <laughs> See, I always saw what you got to remember the, about the, the What the Bible's been rewritten like I fuck. know. I, I want to see three or four times. Right. You mean transcribed oh, from God's words? You talking about in in this century? Because yeah, there's, no, like, the, there's best, the King James only the seven commandments. You're referring to. I'm sure Jesus did a couple drafts. But by the way, just so I'm you know, Jesus, there's only Jesus seven commandments. One, Jesus didn't write one word in his own book, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, just write shit. It's an it's an Jesus unauthorized autobiography. Dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, New no, Testament no. It's I always, four dudes writing their accounts of Jesus. Yeah, some of whom didn't even know him or were alive when he was alive, supposedly. But anyways, I always thought the Catholic Church come up with the idea of priesthood and nuns because the Catholic Church was looking bigger picture, not just as a religion, but as a world power, and was like, what do we do with our people of faith who are gay and lesbian? Have them live together and swear off marriage. Perfect. And what they didn't count on was a bunch of child molesters and kid fuckers coming around going, Hmm, what's the perfect way to, to cast, to, to do this and have no suspicion cast on me? Be a Catholic priest. It's perfect. That's, I, I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but to me that seems like a, a very reasonable way for the shit to have evolved as it did over the years of Catholicism. Uh, I hear you, man. But yeah, I was just wondering, because you're, you're a Catholic expert, Chris, uh, <laughs> Didn't you say that shit on me? But, no, I just said that. I just said, hey, look, man, just because you study up on World War II don't make you a Nazi. You know, um, touche. Didn't at one point you said you you had you had thought about maybe becoming a priest? Like no, you I had people that thought I was going to become a priest just because. Well, you guys know me. When I'm passionate about something, I fucking throw myself into it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, then all of a sudden I discovered, uh, you know, boobs and, uh, <laughs> you know, things like pot and uh, yeah. what's this word? Having there fun. Two, there are two things Jesus didn't have. Boobs. Yeah. Boobs Supposedly and pot. it was fucking Mary Magdalene, but if you, you say that, the Catholic Church wants you to fucking, they'll, they'll, they'll nail you two across as well. I was about to say, that's about, that's about the, as close as you can come to getting like a fat wife. Put on you by the Catholic Church, man. It's just like kill that, kill that her heretic. I mean, didn't they go after the last temptation of Christ just because 
Oh, when, yeah. Christ was, when Christ was dying, he had a vision of what might have happened if he'd have chosen a memorial life. So it was like a what-if situation. They were still ready to fucking kill Scorsese. They, Scorsese dared to make a movie that painted Jesus as a human being who thought like human being and acted like a human being, even though that fucking book preaches that Jesus has gotten human form. So he would do human <laughs> things, dipshits. You know, like fuck a hooker. Because that's what Mary Magdalene was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah, I... This is why they don't want me in their club anymore. I can't stop picturing Jesus in a Marvel-style what-if comic book. What if... <laughs> yeah, what if, what if he'd have... Okay, because if, he, if he's that's capable of miracles... Man. <laughs> if he's capable of miracles, if he really wanted to, he he could have just literally just been like, no, I don't think so. Hopped down off the cross and went, I'm going someplace where they appreciate teachers, like Greece or something. Later. Yeah. Yeah. What but if his supposed miracle was three days later? He died for our sins, Rich. Yeah. What if Jesus denied that he was the son of God, but still had the powers and just was a superhero? <laughs> Hey, by the way, there's 20 years of Jesus' life that's missing in the Bible that no one ever wants to get into. There's, there's a story that... that there's a story the lost that, uh, years. That, yeah, there's a story that has him when he's 12. Oh, uh, he kills the boy? His parents, take him, no, his parents take him to the temple, and he gets lost, and they can't find him, and then they go and find him, and he's there fucking... He's preaching to the preachers, and then mm, just picks up at 33, and no one asks, hey, what happened to... 13 to 32? No one's bringing that up? Yeah, it's just a lot of fish and sandals and stuff, really. It's more of the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, if I'm... If I'm, I'm editing. Dude, if I'm 14-year-old Jesus and I can perform miracles, first thing, boom, 12-inch penis. Yeah, but we're going to have a teenage mind, right? Remember, he, he, he was without sin, so he never jerked off, and he, he never was married, so he never had sex outside of marriage. Jesus is basically the 40-year-old virgin. Plus, he was the son of God. He huh? probably already hung. I would hope God's son is hung. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> that would suck. Like, hey, hey, what are you here for? I'm here to save humanity. I can raise the dead and heal the sick, but I got a thumb dick. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like... Mm. Yeah, right. It might, Needle dick. it might explain why he hasn't Good come idea. back in over 2,000 years. Maybe he, get, he was like, fuck them. They made fun of me last time. Fuck that. Son of Needle dick. <laughs> They're son of God. Damn it, I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um... Oh, dude, I hope I have, outright I hope there are religious people staying episode. next to me. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be hilarious if there's some kind of Christian convention in town and I got Christians on the other each on each side of me. How can we go to heaven if we if we hear this? Honey, just cover your ears and pray. It'll be okay. Well, it's one thing to overhear somebody praying, but to just hear somebody yelling at God while they're in a room by themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's the thing. Yeah, people have to think I'm insane. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's that's how Baptists pray. You just described half my family. Fuck you, you know, God. Why? Oh, I don't know about all... Well, uh, yeah, I've heard why, God, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard the full-on fuck you, God, you know? I don't think anyone dared to go that far, but yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard family members in moments of whatever talk to God like as if he was standing there, and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go. Did you ever hear that uh, Henry Rollins routine? 
about uh, uh, you know the people who all you know the people who build their house in uh, you know on the beach and then are you know distraught when the hurricane washes it away every fucking five years. And, Why God? Why did you do this to me? And he says, God's answer should always be because you built your house on a fucking beach. That's Man, shit, right? Way to well, think it through. I find it interesting that you know, oh, it seems like the last couple decades we've been hearing statistics of continually going down the, the number of people regularly attending church, thinking of themselves as being observant in whatever their religion of choice is, uh, or even from having like not not becoming atheistic, but just not really having uh, a set religion either, just being spiritual in general. But we don't see a decrease in the number of people who want to use religion to control other people's lives and their, their access to birth control or abortion, uh, you know, or even where they do business now. So while we may be coming less religious in general, it, we're still retaining some of the worst qualities of it. The, the need to tell other people how to live their lives. Well, that's the beauty of at least the, Christian, the, the brand of Christianity I was brought up with, is that mm-hmm. so ingrained in the teaching from, from the Bible to beliefs to you know, whatever, is all, they, they, there's a common thread running <clears throat> excuse me, through all of it, which they teach you to think of yourself as the victim, that Christianity is under attack. Mm-hmm. And you have to be ever valiant, or not valiant, um, vigilant, you know. And when you grow up with that mentality, and that's all you know, and everyone you know, every little thing that could be perceived as an attack on them, they point out, and it turns into a big issue for everyone around you. It becomes perfectly normal to think that way. That's part of, like I said, the, the brand of Christianity I was raised with. I mean, I can't talk to my super Christian family without hearing about how there's a war on Christians and Christmas and Easter and you know, and I'm like, hey, who's I'm like, who's kicked down your door and told you you couldn't worship Jesus? Well, I can't go into court and say the ten. Commandments. I didn't ask you that. I said, who's kicked open your door and said you can't worship Jesus? Nobody yet. That's your problem yet. Really? That's how they think. That's that's it's. It is literally imprinted in them at a young age. And so that's why they're, the numbers go down, but the persecution complex stays the same. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. No, because, because then you have, because why these people are butthurt, maybe it's because I know where they're coming from, why I'm about to kind of half-ass defend them, is you have things like, local example, City of Hamtramck. Call of prayer comes over the tornado siren, you know, the town PA system every day. You know, you go into certain municipal buildings across the country. There's a prayer space, you know, specifically geared towards a religion that's not Christianity. We'll just say that. So I, that's, that's where these people, that's, I, guess, I can tell you, that's where that mentality is coming from. And what I see, they and see what another said, religion being catered to, but when they try to, to do theirs, they get shouted down right away. And, yeah. when, and, and when and also I say see when I, somebody that they think lesser of also being more observant than they are in their particular religion. What, and what I say when I see people who say that is I say, 
Just because your forefathers chose a religion that doesn't pray obnoxiously doesn't mean you can't pray in the middle of a courthouse. Right. I okay. personally think all prayer is obnoxious. I just, luckily enough, not to hear most of it. But I, but now, that's just me. That's one side of me. The if, if I'm going by how I feel about religion in government places and stuff like that, um, fuck your daily call to prayer. Fuck your prayer spaces in any government building. You want to pray, go to a mosque, go to a church, or go the fuck home. Yeah. That's, I, you have places to do that. I don't care what religion you are. When you're going for a traffic ticket, when you're going to the DMV, if you can't schedule your five times to, to point to the east, bow to Mecca, and pray around your daily routine, then you're a shitty Muslim. <laughs> who really needs to learn how to multitask. And, and also, to the, the, the retort that you'll get, at least that I get, is, well, what about church bells? The church bells aren't broadcasting a prayer. They're playing music. In fact, the original, the original thing was to call people to church. Now church bells ring, and there's no service going on. It's almost like it's, they ring at 12 o'clock, like the, 12, the noon whistle in some towns or some shit. I mean, take your, let's be honest, take a, take a person who wasn't raised in that environment and say, what does the church bells ringing mean? What do you think they're going to say? It's, uh, it's, they're not going to say, oh, that's a prayer, or that's a call to service. They're going to go, I don't know. That's Never really God thought about masturbating, it. Billy. But if someone's, now if they started broadcasting, like, like, like you said in Hamtramck, they start broadcasting prayer from any religion over a fucking loudspeaker, you're going to know what the fuck that is. And you're going to be like, why the fuck am I listening to people pray out loud? From a, I per- if it's, yeah, I, I personally... If it's from a government building, from a gover- being broadcast from a government building. That's, I personally like the, uh, I like the call to prayer. I think it's nice. I don't as mind it. As far as it, how it sounds. And it's a, and, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, I don't care how nice of a Christian hymn there is, I don't want... Right. Any government right. playing it over another religion's prayer. Right. I also don't know the words. So if there was a beautiful melody being broadcast throughout my city that was all lyrics about how great God is, I'd probably hate the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but since it's in Latin, you're like, oh, that's all right. It kind of yeah. sounds good. It's like opera. I don't right. know what the fuck they're saying, but they mean that shit. Yeah, I, no, I, Chris, I agree with you, man. And that's that's the problem is is that too many people think if you say something bad, or what's considered bad or negative, however you want to look at it, and put it towards Islam, then that must mean you're on the side of Christians. No, I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on the side of separation of church and state. Your religion is your business, your private business. Don't share it when you're at work. Go sit in your fucking car. Exactly. Well, no, hey man, this is what this is what this is. Okay, this is what I had to go through with my uncle. He says you you can't pray in school in Tennessee. I said you can't pray in school. He goes no. I said let me ask you a question. Can you pray without being verbal, without verbalizing it? Yes. How come you can't pray in school? How many people have prayed before they took a test in school and didn't utter a word? Right. Come on, Uncle Bill, stop with your bullshit. And he's just like, well. I mean, we, they used to have led prayer in school, and that was wrong. Right. <laughs> Sorry. What do you want me to say? Hey, hey. How many guys in high school are praying that that test comes out negative that she's going to take on lunchtime? All right. right. <laughs> there's there's, there's a, a guy who does a podcast who talks about when he went to high school, 
they segregated the gym classes, male and female, and the males all had to swim nude in the, in the high school pool. Well, okay, they did that back then, which is fucked up in my mind. I don't even understand how that's cool in the 50s or 60s, but whatever. Yeah. That doesn't mean we do it today. Just because shit was overlooked or a blind eye was tor- turned towards something when you, when you were a kid doesn't mean that it was the best way to be. I mean, isn't that, that's what's so scary about, to me, people who just go, oh, it's because it's God's will and that's it. There's no questioning, there's no taking in new information, because once they hit a wall, instead of going, okay, how do I, how do I find out an answer by getting around this wall, they just go, oh, well, that must be where God wanted me to stop, it's his will. That's a dangerous way for a fucking species to, who is self-aware to go about it themselves. Yeah, it's this this idea that along with breaking from religion uh, goes the concept of breaking with tradition, which means that you're breaking from something that has historically worked, quote-unquote. Only when you're able to remove yourself from religion, then you can look at it more logically and say, well, sure, it's about what works, but it's about re-examining these concepts and figuring out what does really work and what has just been done continually out of tradition. Well, the problem is... So so tradition is a way that people can stagnate and not continue to evolve. not saying that it holds people back, but when when you have a concept that everything that you've known before is your tradition and everything new that you occur from that point forward when you become aware is non-traditional and therefore bad. How can you grow ever in any aspect? The only hope is you, you as new generations come along, they're the type of kids who, when they drive past City Hall and they see, uh, 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 you know, the, the, oh shit, I forget what they call it, for uh, Hanukkah. Where they light the the menorah, a nativity scene, whatever the fuck you know. Other religion has some scene up. And they go, why are all those there? Oh, it's because that's the tradition. Well, wait a minute, it's tradition. Why is our government putting up religious symbols? Because it's a certain time of year. Like you know, what I'm saying people that are going to question it beyond. Oh, that's tradition. Okay, that's cool. Hey, but wait a minute, why is that menorah there? Or Star of David or whatever. That's the only way it's going to go away in these people. Is is because. If you don't well, question even, things like that, you're, you're not programmed. You're, you're not just wired to. You're never going to question it. Mm-hmm. And, and to, it, it's, I, I agree with you, but it's not even a, a steady progress. You know, it's not like every no, definitely preceding generation uh, it becomes more aware. It's two steps forward, one step back. It's like the Paul Abdul song. Well, I think a lot of it also is it's built into people in a lot of ways the older they get the more conservative they get for whatever reason whether it's because they're closer to death fearful you get yes exactly they're afraid (laughs) Mm -hmm. and when they were 20 they you know they were invincible in their mind and so they didn't didn't even bother worrying about this shit and that's also an issue and they never had a problem with another race until that black guy or that mexican took their job Exactly. Well, I was going to say, I, don't, I think it's more, as you get older, you get cynical. Like, when you're younger and idealistic, 
I mean, Rich, when we met, you could probably agree, I was far more liberal than I am today. You know, but you met me when I was, what, 19, 20? I think that's just how everybody is. I think just the older you get, the more cynical you get, and that's why you get more conservative, because you just get, all right, been there, done that, it's a bunch of bullshit, next. Right. Yeah, so that's what I find you're, what's you're happening with me. You're able to say, me. well, look, I know not, not everyone in, in, not every Mexican, not every black person is horrible and a gang or a murderer or something like that, but why take the risk? I just don't want to live near them. And that's that that's 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 the brick wall I run into when we talk when we have these conversations. I don't know how do you how do you get people who are like that to change their mind because that's such a foreign way of thinking to me. I mean, I, I okay, if I am robbed and the person who robs me is black and I live in a predominantly black neighborhood, I do not all of a sudden go home and see every all my neighbors who I've known see them as potential, you know, threats to me. Right. They're the same people. They didn't rob me. This one cocksucking motherfucker robbed me. That's who robbed me. Right. All right. Also, it would be weird if that guy was white. You'd be like, what the fuck was that guy doing in my neighborhood? <laughs> Robbing people. <laughs> That's a ballsy white boy right there. <laughs> Especially when I lost right. That's like, the guy. You just, just take the wallet. Well, what do you need? Anything? Just get the fuck I seriously, out of here. I seriously picture like a white stick-up artist in Detroit being like the scene where fucking Ringo pulls the gun on Jules in Pulp Fiction, and he's just like, "I hate to break it to you and hurt your ego, but this is not the first time a gun's been pulled on me." Like, I don't <laughs> think that robbery would go like that white boy was thinking. Like, eh. they're gonna be like, "Oh, you got a gun? So do I." <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I, and it, eh, it's like going, it's like being, it's like robbing rednecks. You never know what they're carrying. You know what I'm saying? They, they'll pull out a hand cannon, lay some daylight through you. That's why you don't hear about people getting mugged in the street in some small town in the Thumb in Michigan. Yeah, because <laughs> they'll pull the shotgun they got behind their fucking bench out. What? Huh? I'll you tell you this. me up? Guess what? You, Give me what? your shoes. When I, the first time I drove through Texas, they still had open container law. And they had the law where they could, meaning is they could have an open beer between their legs, drinking it, driving down the road as long as they weren't drunk. Right. And they had and the law. And carry, right? That and they could keep a loaded uh, rifle or shotgun in their, in, their, in their gun rack in their pickup truck. And so I was real polite and always yielded the right of way <laughs> going through <laughs> Texas. Let me tell you something, because... For every pickup truck that went by, I, I shit you zero. This is 20 years ago. I'm going to say probably one of every three had fucking rifles in a, in a gun rack. And I'm like, yep, it's just not worth it, man. It's just not worth it just to make it someplace five minutes before I would have. Screw that. I mean, I know that's a shitty thing because people are like, what are you saying? It's well, well a, a armed society is a polite society, and it's like, it's kind of true. But I, I, I kind of drive with that mentality even here in Michigan. You know, none of it's worth it. The it's, older I get, I do. When I was young, yeah, fuck that. get out of my way. What are you doing I, on my I, road? <laughs> I had a cousin of mine who lived in a suburb of Atlanta like uh, 20, 25 years ago called Kennesaw, Georgia. And if you had a Kennesaw address, I don't know. I mean, here we go with generalizations with the South. Make your own, but it was, apparently was a law. If you lived in this city, you had to have a gun. 
And supposedly their crime rate was virtually nothing because it was the mentality of like, shit, you don't, it, it, if uh, you're going to stick up the little old lady, yeah, she might point a gun right back at you. <laughs> She'd pull out her shit and be like, run your shit. <laughs> like, damn, grandma. <laughs> Give me your wallet now. <laughs> Squeeze out a few tears for grandma. That's right. I mean, just yeah. Supposedly, the crime rate there was virtually nothing. This is twenty twenty five years ago. This is late eighty late eighties, early nineties. But see, this but that's one of them subjects that okay, if if my really, I mean, really hardcore liberal friends heard me talk about in these terms that we have, they'd go, "Oh my God, I didn't realize you were one of those." What the fuck you mean, one of those? And all I would do is I would point to that's how you got Donald Trump. I would just those. I would terms like one of those. I would just point to what the chief of police in Detroit said not that long ago, which was, guess what? We are severely underfunded. We're understaffed. The staff we do have sometimes aren't trained for situations as well as they should be. And that's because of lack of funding, and that has nothing to do with me. That's the people at the top that were fucking up this city for three, four decades. So guess what? Go out and buy yourself a handgun if you legally can, because sometimes we might not get there in time. When your police chief says that, and I, I don't think he's like that. He, I don't think he's like a you know hang him high, all you know uber conservative police chief either. That's that, that has to tell you something. I mean, he's telling people that that you know, hey, look, we can't do it all, and if you legally can can defend yourself, do it. I mean, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's what, that's why I don't understand a lot of protests uh, against cops because it's there's no solution there i mean if you understand that there are people that are undertrained for their position that are being armed and, and told to protect people i think your response should be well fuck what are we doing let's give them some more money let's make this a higher paid position so we attract a higher caliber of people and we also throw a lot more money at the proper training and, uh, and instead of, sense, of, of, sorry, go of going out and trying to convince the rest of the U.S. that all cops are racist pigs. I mean, I understand your anger, but what is your proposition? What is the end result here? That we get rid of cops? I mean, we, don't we have to have, we have to train somebody to be cops? Well, I mean, guys, I think any time we've ever talked about police brutality and it's been in the news since we've been doing the show, we've all pretty much said at one point, look, I have empathy. I have compassion for people that find themselves in a situation. But also, shut the fuck up and stop arguing with the cop. How about this? Yeah. Do what he says. If he says put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air. If he says stop, stop. You know? I mean, there's a certain point where you... you and I, I'm flirting with saying you bring it on yourself, but I'm not sure of any other way to put it. I mean, we've all had these conversations, whether on the air or off the air. Cop t- pulls you, us over. We don't start going, what do you need, motherfucker? Right. It's not, it's not the same as saying somebody is, you know, deserved to, to be shot or is, is guilty in some way. But you do have to have an understanding that both parties brought tension to this situation. Now, this isn't every... I mean, the last shooting that we heard of this week, I don't know if you heard about the party that got broken up, and there was a car full of teenagers driving away that an officer shot at and killed uh, one of the kids. 
No, so, I didn't hear about that. You know, it is sometimes crazy out of control police officer. I mean, that's insanity. But yeah, in a, in a lot of these cases but, where you know these people didn't deserve to be, may not even have deserved to be detained, but still found themselves in a confrontation with a with a police officer. And you do have to accept that there is a, an amount of responsibility that they bring to escalating that situation that didn't need to happen. That yeah, might not have ha- that might have gone a different way if you had a different attitude. What does Adam Carolla I'm say all the saying, time? Instead of cop, treat them like person with a gun. Right. That's essentially what they are. Right. It, well, I I can you know whatever my thoughts are. You're winning this one because you're the one yes. that's armed and I'm not. Correct. So let's just get this over with and move on. If it's well, also, unjust, we'll deal with it then. Also, you 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 know you said earlier, you know, when we deal with it, let's give them funding. Problem is in today's microwave society, when when a, when a a number is so large of funding that is given to the police, automatically it comes with promises of you better get the murder rate and the crime rates down, and it better be fast. Right. Yeah. That's not how shit works, man. That's not how shit no, I, works. No, I, I know. I, when, you're, I, when you're talking systemic change from the inside out, to do it within a generation would be amazing in my eyes. To do it within a year or two, is in, to think that's, that's possible, that's insanity. That is literally like saying, I'm going to jump off a 100-story building and land on my feet and walk away. That's right. impossible. It, it, it's like Trump's one of Trump's solutions to our quote-unquote, immigration problem in this nation is to throw a shit ton of more ICE agents at it. And we've already seen when George Bush tried to ramp up the number of ICE agents in a hurry in order to make it look like he was doing something for against illegal immigration in this country, we ended up with a shit ton of very poorly trained ICE agents that they ended up having to fire. And by the way, we need to figure it, out what Barry did because he, he deported the most people ever quietly. Or, or, or another this case with uh, Facebook, you know, finally actually actively responding to criticism against videos that have been posted on their site by hiring uh, three thousand employees, or at least uh, vowing to hire three thousand employees to comb through this content. And get rid of that stuff before it gets out of control. They're which, building Big Brother right in front of our face. They're putting articles about it on AP. Right. So, I mean, I don't even know how you train for a job like this. But if you don't have a good amount of, of uh, turnover just based on the job itself, it, you're still... Even if you continue to ramp up the number of people and, and manage to stem the flow of people leaving for better jobs or taking that just with the hopes of, like, maybe they'll bump me up to a better position because I just want to work for Facebook and not, you know, look at other people's stupid videos all day, it's still nothing. It's ultimately nothing. To say that a few thousand people could actively police and decide. Three hundred should be broadcast. Or excuse me, three billion profiles on Facebook. Yes. Three thousand people are gonna take care of. (laughs) Right. And not all of them are posting video content, but Hey, supposedly there's already forty five hundred, so this will bring us up to like, 
you know, an even eight grand. Even, even if it was 10% of the users that posted video content, which I would say would be well under what the actual number may be, that's still way too many to actually keep track of but and you know try what's and do anything about. You it's know what's going to happen? What? It's going to be just like the, the so-called war on drugs was. They're going to hire more cops to throw at the problem. And, the, right. and the, what they're going to end up finding is they're going to, like, okay, I'm, on Facebook they got, like, you know, closed, private, secret groups to where you have to be a member of the group to see what's posted. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd think in that group pretty much anything goes because they monitor who comes in. Like, some of these groups, it's like if, you're, if another member doesn't invite you, you don't get in. So you'd think, you know, you'd have, you know, carte blanche without going nuts, you know, no child porn or shit like that, that you could post whatever. The, the people that Facebook hires, like what? What percentage of 1% do you think is, are, are people are posting videos that Facebook would take down? So they're going to sit there and go, okay, well, not, you know, click, okay, no, this isn't one of those videos. What are they going to do? They're going to start looking for a way to rationalize their job, so they're going to start fucking looking for people who post a meme that someone doesn't like or a nip slip, and we're going to yank that and give you a 30-day ban. That's what it's going to turn into. I mean, it's just like putting more people along the border. It doesn't stop the influx of people coming in e- into this country illegally. Yeah. We have yeah. to accept there is going to be a number that comes into this country illegally every year, no matter what we do. Right. That's just just the, the way fact. we accept many other things in this country, like traffic deaths, in order to have a freeway system full of cars. Smog. So we can all get to work. Yeah. You know, the, the weight at the DMV. I mean, it's, it's a million different this is things. Just a, this is a marketing move by Facebook. That's all it is. This is them throwing some money at the problem also looking like you know a great job creator because they're hiring thousands of people to do this job and in order to clearly give the message that they care about this issue they can't do shit about it ultimately but they care deeply about this issue and meanwhile all three thousand of them workers are in sub basement d with a fucking office that looks out into the men's bathroom and i think they're going to get no training, guidance, counseling on any of this. I guarantee it. It's hey, you know what? Maybe that's an idea. Maybe one of us should apply for you know Facebook uh, monitor job and see what actually they require. But you don't even have to write code. A podcast I was listening to the other day, it's saying that apparently there's huge turnover in that job because a lot of people can't psychologically handle it. Yeah, certainly. Like the people that they already have there now. Like, like, fuck this, you ain't paying me enough to fuck me up for the rest of my life. They, need to, hire, they need to hire through 4chan. Those <laughs> yeah, people, no those shit. People, there you go. Those people don't, don't give a fuck. They've seen it all, man. Especially the that. veterans. I could do that job. I couldn't. Dude, this half you the time, you, children you and guys animals want to show me videos. I'm like, does some, is this, are we watching somebody getting murdered? You're like, yup. Like, nope, I'm out. So, yeah, this job wouldn't be for me. I'm not that bad, but children and animals, I have a hard time watching extreme shit happened to. You I don't want to watch saying? anybody's life force go all the way to zero. It's just not me. I've just, I've never been into it. Yeah, I don't even like it in I'm my movies. It, but I, could, I think I would be able to get over it. But who knows? I mean, you know, when you're in that situation and maybe you see, you know, multiple videos like this and it just gets to be too much. Well, I, got, I have to imagine in police departments 
FBI, whatever, any anybody who de- deals with trying to bust people with online child porn, there has to be a high burnout rate on that in a type of job. I just can't imagine there's not. I mean, you you'd, you'd have to be like almost completely without empathy to do that job and it not to fucking go home with you on some level. I mean, to where you could just go, okay, log out, punch out, go home. I'm gonna have a nice meal, fuck the wife, and go to bed. And if you can, oof, you but see, have some problems. Would you rather the, those people uh, be looking special for, investigator for, from billions? Well, would you rather ha- have them, those type of yeah. people looking for those for, for online child predators or being an online child predator? I mean, it, so that's one of the things when we talked about sociopaths. There's a lot of professions that lend themselves to you have to be a sociopath to to, to excel in, or or it really helps. Surgeons. You know, people that work for the CIA, certain branch, certain jo- MOSs and jobs in the military. Mergers I mean, and acquisitions. Yeah, I got to return some videos. Uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, I, it, it, we need those people in society to a certain extent. What we don't need them is going on Jeffrey Dahmer kill crazy rampages. You know. So you minute- your for Facebook Sociopaths. this move just to get some of the psychopaths some regular paychecks. Kind of. Sell it down. It's the American dream. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather that than them going pol- into politics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, just because I posted, you know, something with uh, the word cocksucker on it and it gets taken down, that doesn't right. really hurt me as much as taking my health care, okay? So, I... I I think I can live with one a little bit easier than the other. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, by the they, way, they've one, also, this is on top yeah, of the oh, I'm sorry, well, Aaron, I, I, you broke up. I couldn't hear you. No, I stopped because we were all three going. Oh. <laughs> it's like we're all trying, in the three stooges trying to go through the door at the same time. We're like, can we stop like, and we go, okay. No, 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 after it's you. Like, it's like that clip from John Oliver two weeks ago. Where they showed all of the, the cable news networks, just clips of everybody yelling over each other. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, we got a local show that's like that. That, that. that gets pretty interesting. It literally is. They introduce the panel, and then everybody just starts yelling over each other. Like, but it is called Let It Rip. <laughs> I, I mean, and It's like, here's our panel, here's our subject, scream at each other for 15 minutes. Imagine if Bill Maher's show was a Thunderdome. <laughs> we have that here in Detroit on a local news station. And surprise, it's on Fox. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, have you guys caught up or seen any of the new season of Silicon Valley? Uh, yeah, I'm current. I, right, are we, we're only two episodes in, right? Two or three. I think we're two. I've only seen, I've only seen one. It, I've only seen the first it, one. It's going, it's going really fast. They've covered a lot of ground in the two episodes. Yeah, definitely. And I, maybe I'm late to the party, but is Guilfoyle not one of the best characters on television? Oh, or no, he just is. Me? No, he is. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I watched that guy. Pretty much he's like, to me, the breakout star of that show. You know, he's like, if there was an episode he wasn't in, I'd be like, aw, him or Ross Hanneman. I won't. I won't give away give away the joke because Chris haven't, hasn't seen episode two yet. But just him popping a champagne bottle is like yeah. the funniest shit. Yeah. 
No, it's still, it's still the this funniest thing. This just keeps thing. getting better. <laughs> the funniest thing to this day still is, spoiler alert on the first season, is Ehrlich fucking uh, threatening that kid for Ridlin. Like when he throws him off his bike and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in my life. No, I, I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but I like the jokes that they set up and it pays off like maybe five episodes later, sometimes the next season, one of which was, I forget the name, but the really asshole millionaire investor guy. Slick Ross back Hannon. in. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, he goes up to, to Richard's assistant. This guy fucks. And then like five episodes <laughs> later, there's like a dime piece walking out of his bedroom talking about, is he going to call me later? And it was just perfect. I was like, that is great, man. I love that type mm-hmm. of shit. And I think it was Guilfoyle who turned around and looked at Dinesh and went, that guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, man. Let's uh, watch Billions at all, man. No, you, you guys not, told me you about need to it. start. Is it, is it Amazon or Netflix? Uh, it's Showtime. Showtime. So, okay. Well, I, yeah. You can do the uh, Showtime subscription through Hulu, which uh, I would recommend. Well, I, think I, can, I have not seen this Sunday's yet. I've been informed some crazy shit goes down. So just to, to give you a heads up, I haven't seen <laughs> this past Sunday's yet. Well, I the do scales know that, will fall from your eyes this episode. Mandy, Mandy even it, texted me. She's like, you should not wait till you get back to watch Billions. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like <laughs> that? She was like, stay off. She's like, stay off the internet. It's, it's really good. Isn't it Paul oh. Giamatti and the guy from Band of Brothers and Homeland? Yeah. Okay. I know, this, I know the show you're talking about, but I, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's definitely on my watch list. Now, since they took Scrubs off of Netflix again. Oh, sucks. they took it off. I was just about to actually go. Damn it. Dude, seriously. going to start brought, to rewatch it. You brought it up You brought it up a couple podcasts ago. I got through like two seasons, and then boom. I, I go to, bed, go to uh, continue watching it, and it's gone completely. I'm like, son of a bitch. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking for a new show. It'll be back. It's definitely in their rotation. Like, every three months or whatever, it pops up for a couple months and then goes away. But, yeah, um, I tried that House of Lies. I did not like that show. I love Don Cheadle. I love, uh, what's her name? Um, Kristen Kristen Bell. Oh, God, do I love her. Oh, I know you do. In fact, I know Dax Shepard's brother. We can go over to his house, beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I couldn't get into that show. And then this is for Kristen Bell, and this is for chips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what is what is that prison movie he did with the guy from uh, Arrested Development? Let's go to prison. Yeah. Yes, that was a, that was bad actually. Good. Yeah, that was. And, I don't hate idiot. Dax Shepard. Idiocracy, the, come on. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. In the right role, he's great. And he's one of the rare people that I really like hearing interviewed because he's just a dude. Oh, he totally is. His, I'm not joking. He's, I used to work for his brother, Dave Shepard. He's the least same middle school I went to actor I've ever heard interviewed. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's, it's, yeah, it's. And it runs in the family. Working for his brother, yeah, it's his brother's the same way. So, Isn't it was, it was the guy that made Justin Timberlake cry mm-hmm. playing the uh, the tax agent. Oh, yeah, 
He calls his mom, Bob, you're taking everything, even my guitar, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be honest about with that. you. That's where you're introduced to Dax Shepard. I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I'd like to think that I wouldn't like uh, cry, but I mean, I'm, I'm Justin Timberlake. I'm not going to kill the guy. I got too much to live for, but they're taking all my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what do I do? If I was I'm in like, his position at 19 and someone showed up taking all my shit, I'd probably be crying too. Like, what the fuck? I just got this shit. Exactly. It. I just cut the pube hair cut off. Come on. I'm starting I'm to 19. be serious. I'm 19. <laughs> I've had this for a year. Tops. <laughs> I just lost him other four losers and started a solo career. Don't do this to me. Yeah. It, it, that was, God, that was one. That was like the very first one. And nobody knew who Dax Shepard was in that one day. He would go on to marry Veronica Mars. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, worked out for him. I, I see. I just think of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I never watched Veronica Mars. I just, I just picture her in that movie, and I'm like, God, she's such a miserable bitch in that movie. <laughs> I watched Veronica Mars. Um, not a bad show. But I mostly Wasn't she like a detective of some sort? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Actually, uh, Rob Thomas, the creator. Um, not the singer. Uh, his other show, I Zombie, is actually really entertaining. I remember you and Jay talking and, about that, giving it high marks. Well, you know, I I stopped watching Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, and the main reason was is because. The stories were cool, you know, and it was fun seeing, you know, superheroes come to life, whatever. But there was very little consistency of character in any of those series. And so even the the points where you were supposed to have this big emotional moment or where the characters are growing seemed just hollow because there was no development up until that point. It was just like, oh, we need somebody to do this. So it's this character decides that they're going to do that and that makes this happen it's like all of your your characters only exist to move your plot forward which is the opposite way to come at any story and i zombie is is the only one that bucks that and it's the same same guy who created veronica mars it's it's funny it's interesting it's certainly a challenge for a lot of the actors because one of their main themes is that when these uh, when the zombies eat the brains of somebody else, and these are zombies that can pass, so to speak. You know, they're not completely mind fucked. They're just the same person with less skin, and they have to eat brains or less skin, less pigment to their skin, and they have to eat brains, and it's harder to kill them. So when they eat brains of somebody. They kind of take on some of that person's memories and personality traits for a certain period of time. So it's one of those roles where, especially the lead, who is a zombie, has to be somebody different every week and pulls it off really well. Yeah, see, this sounds like one of them shows if I started watching, I'm definitely, I can't jump in the middle, midstream of it. No, I think it, it definitely pays off to... Uh, follow the whole story. Like the other superhero stories uh, shows, you could totally jump in anywhere and just watch one season. I mean, some of it I'd recommend. There are better seasons. The first season of Flash was actually really good, and 
around the, I think it was season three and season four of Arrow got really good. Beyond that, it's all fluff mostly. See, that's that's how that's what I tell people who haven't read the Dark Tower series. I'm like, just just read a, a, a summary of what happened in book one and start with book two. And the people that do that usually get into it. And the people who start with book one go, I couldn't make it through book one, man. I, I couldn't do yeah, it. See, that was me. <laughs> I, didn't, you know, I didn't make it through book one. I didn't make it. Same thing with the, uh, the I was want to say the Hobbit series. I read the Hobbit, but the... Uh, oh, Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, thank you. I, when Kevin Smith put in Clerks 2 the scene where he's like, it's fucking three movies about walking. I used to say that all the time about the books, and that's why I couldn't get into them. I'm like, they walk everywhere. That's it. Every once in a while, yeah. something happens. Like, right. I, uh, yeah, in the I, case of, it. like, midway through the first book of walking, there's, like, a three-chapter meeting. <laughs> yeah. Where they're trying to decide what to do, and it's... It, it, it's like watching uh, episode two of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it is May the fourth, by the way. But no, guys, it's I, I, the I made it through the first Lord of the Rings, and then I slept through Return of the King, and then I didn't bother the third one. The movies I actually really enjoyed because I just they were just gorgeous. I I mean I, certainly I understood the the major story, and it does a I mean, on top of looking really beautiful, certainly the story's all there. I mean, all you have to do is is kind of be true to the source material, and you're kind of guaranteed your your built-in audience for it. But it does do a really good job of introducing a shit ton of characters, and not once did I say, wait, who's that guy? Like, I even do that in, in Game of Thrones. I can't fucking keep track. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, you um, need a scorecard sometimes, right? And it doesn't even matter to me anymore. You know, I get the gist. I understand the bigger story here. Do I understand all the ins and outs? And maybe I'm missing something about when somebody said this to somebody that was in reference to the fact that they're related to this other person. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck, man. People get stabbed. <laughs> Girls show their boobs. <laughs> you know, it's just a big fucking dragon uh, infested soap opera. Just go with it. <laughs> well, I, the the thing that most people I've, I'm friends with and I know who are really into Lord of the Rings, the thing that they get into is they are really into the lore of the world that Tolkien created. You mm-hmm. know, like like the, the, diff- the different languages and the geography of it. And I think that those type people, those that that book series kind of lends itself to. Those are the people who are like, oh, you know, yeah, they're yeah, they're walking, but they're walking through an amazing world. And I'm like, eh, it's not that amazing to me. I'm just not into it. Not, I've never been big on the swords and sorcery and dragons stuff. I've always been more science fiction guy. So I'll read something like the Dune series, which is just a science fiction version of Lord of the Rings when it comes to like people yeah. who can't get into it. They'll say, there's just too much shit. It's too dense, man. I can't get into that. I'm like, I love it. So, I mean, I understand it. I, I, the movies I liked, and then when I heard that he was making The Hobbit, I was like, eh, maybe I'll give it a shot. And then he turned it into three movies, and I was like, I'm done. Seriously, three movies for The Hobbit? Come on now. 
you can read that book in an afternoon. There is no reason yeah. for that, that to be nine hours worth of movies. Yeah, series. the amount of compression that he had to do just to get that story, the Lord of the Rings story, to work in three sit down and watch them reasonably in one sitting movies and then the complete converse of that with The Hobbit how do I take something that was as third as thick as the first volume of the pre, of the entire series and stretch that into the same amount of movies well I really, that's why I really think with this Dark Tower movie coming up they're really hoping that it, it kind of sets the precedent of start a successful franchise in the movies and take it to TV, but not like they did Agents with S.H.I.E.L.D. with minor characters. Take the major characters to TV for a season or two, have another movie, and do it that way. Because that's what they're really hoping for will happen with the Dark Tower series. That's how they said, well, this is just, it's a, it's a, it's the first chapter of a longer story, but it's a self-contained chapter. If it does well, right. we're going to turn it into a TV show with everybody that's in the movie. And then there'll be another right. move down the line. And if they can because do that, that's just that's printing money. So you know studios are wanting to do that so bad. Yeah, this, this concept of having a franchise, of having something, they're, they're only just now understanding how it works. It's not about, well, if we make an Iron Man movie, then we have to keep making Iron Man movies because that's what people want to see. It's about deepening that universe drawing for more or even extrapolating from there. So, yeah, to, to have... Uh, it's not about uh, the Dark Tower. It, somebody else could have taken that and easily made it uh, a three or four multi-picture run all based on Idris Elba as, you know, uh, as a main character. Probably totally, you know, have to... Uh, basically strip the text for it and, and, and ruin the original story. But while everybody, certainly you're going to have big stars that will continue to, to have pull, no matter what they do. What's going to continue people to not only uh, pay money to go see your movie, but to be bought into all of that, to then watch the TV shows, buy the merchandise, buy the DVDs and the Blu-rays and all that shit too, and be an actual fan of that universe, is how you accomplish that is through actually deepening it. You know, Marvel made a, a misstep in the way that it tries to handle S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, and even DC doesn't understand it with their properties. They do a decent job with these TV shows. They do a decent job with the movies, but they're totally separate things. There's no crossing over. No, we have to make a new Flash. Uh, we have to make a Flash movie, even though it seems like they're not going to make a Flash movie now. Even though they've got a perfectly good Flash in the TV show that is actually doing like amazing ratings for the CW, but they won't put him in a Justice League movie. As much as we're in this new golden age of television and... People are looking at it more as an art form and not so much as just a, a vehicle for commercials. Uh, there's still a line there that, that, uh, that I think is it, well, certainly an, it's an artificial line that, that uh, Hollywood is putting upon themselves. 
that they can't cross. And it's going to be interesting with this Dark Tower thing to see how successful it is. And I think it's going to be amazingly so. Well, it's also and how that affects other people, other companies' decisions on what they do with their properties, and if they do draw those clear dividing lines between film and TV. I think it's also maybe a kind of an American film studio way of looking at things because if you look at Idris Elba, yeah. he did movies and television. He didn't give a shit as long as he liked the role and stage, right? Yeah, an actor. and. And it's it's a, it's. I remember in an interview they were talking to him, and it, someone made a comment, not to him, but it, you know, in the article that he has a very non Hollywood and almost British way of looking at at you know acting. He's like a television, movie, stage. What does it matter as long as it's a good role? What Patrick does it matter Stewart. as long as I like it? Exa- exactly, exactly. And it, it's interesting because for the longest time you could go from television and if your show was good they give you a movie like well not the longest time but you know at first that's how it was like sex in the city and entourage and all that now it's like right maybe you could be so crazily successful as a tv show that even after you're off the air people still want more and so we almost have to make a movie and now they're looking at them as it's gonna suck because that's the only reason it was made (laughs) exactly (laughs) And now it's like, well, wait a minute. This is these are two separate mediums, but one lends itself to more of a event, aka the movie, and one lends itself more to the storytelling. And that's we can stretch it out and 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 dive into areas you don't have time for in a movie. And that's where the the television series come in. Because right. the best te- the best TV series in this golden age of television really are now visual novels. It's yeah. it's almost like there's there's. You, Especially in, in in the first season of Game of Thrones, you could almost see the chapters in the way they were telling the stories, or or the leftovers. I mean, here's a I, I, one of my favorite shows. I haven't read the book, but I under, as I understand, a lot of season one is drawn from the book. Everything else has been extrapolated from there. That's the. Uh, you know, the show creator's vision of what they want the show to be about from there. And season two is my favorite so far. I mean, season three is looking to be pretty fantastic as well, but I don't know if they could top what what they did in season two. And it's, you're right. I mean, uh, if that was a whole series of books, I would definitely read it. If Well, see, I, th- I think it's also how many years did Hollywood and television and movie studios underestimate what audiences would understand. Well, we can't do this. Yeah. This is too complex. They won't. They won't be able to follow it. Too many characters. I remember that was that was one of the the gripes about The Wire was there's too many characters. There's too much shit going on. No one's going to be able to follow it. Mm-hmm. And well, we've even regressed though. We we reached a point where we could have a character like Archie Bunker that everyone could understand as being the racist and being the boob because he was a racist as being the old man behind the times that no one took seriously anyway. But now we couldn't have that character because we can't under we can't keep those two thoughts separately in our head. Well, no, he's a racist. He can't be on the air. Well, no, he's a racist because he's portraying people that exist out in the world. That well, I think we've, we've tried to morph that character into 
from Archie Bunker into the anti-hero. You know, the Tony Soprano, the Walter White, you know, uh, Dexter. You know, we, we, we instead of, because I mean, if yeah. you go back and watch some of those Archie Bunker shows, everybody's still very one-dimensional. I mean, it's, it's you know, tell a joke, oh, sure. laugh track, tell a joke, laugh track. It's just television hadn't evolved to that point yet. And I think, especially in the, since, like, The Sopranos came out, like, is it any, really, I, 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 I'm, I'm drawing a correlation, maybe I shouldn't, but is it any shock that we have, like, Donald Trump as president when we've been worshiping anti-heroes for the last 20 years? I mean, it's almost <laughs> that's like... That's a I good mean, point. It's a damn I mean, good point, man. You know, as pop culture goes, that's, pop culture is how you shape a society's way of thinking. That's how come guys like, like Khrushchev, Khrushchev, excuse me, got up and said, we'll take over your country and never fire a shot. He understood that if you could reach a, cult, a country through its culture... It may take a generation or two, but you can start to shape how people view the world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for 20 years now, we've rooted for, in, in what is universally, as far as critics are concerned, you know, the best shows on television for kind of fucking likable assholes. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's oh, really yeah. good. Dude, billions, man. My favorite character is Bobby Axelrod. I root for yeah. Bobby Axelrod. You're not supposed and, to root and for even Bobby his Axelrod. Nemesis. And even even his nemesis isn't completely innocent. Correct. Yeah. And He's got his even scummy on, things too. On the leftovers, the main character might as well be the second coming of Jesus, but on his surface Dude. is still a psychopath murderer when you really I, just I, look I, at his actions. I don't know how much I got left in the tank for this season of the leftovers. You both, know, dude, hang both in Mandy there. And I it's going to pay both, off. Both Mandy and I are just like, this is weird. Yeah, but I if you made it this far, that, if you made it this far, it's the last season. You might as well hang in there. Especially that episode, that Perfect Strangers episode. Like, what the fuck? Like, after that one, we were just both looking at each other like, uh, what? And she loves the show. She got me into it. And she, she's... She's the card-carrying fan, and even she's kind of like, eh, what's going on here? I love that I'm trying to talk uh, to you well, and hang it in with it, and I gave up halfway through the know. first season. I found, it, I, found that, <laughs> I found that episode, the Perfect Strangers episode, to be great, actually. I love Nora as a character. Uh, she's my, probably my favorite. And it really, it told, it, that episode told the story of where her character was at that point in her life. Where had where she had maybe where it seemed like in in the first episode of season three we saw a version of her that seemed almost like the version that we first saw the skeptic the stern cold woman we didn't see the vulnerability and we thought maybe that she had regained some of her strength and we see none of that's true she hasn't progressed at all. That that episode was about a revealing just how broken she is inside and how much everything her public persona is a is a front. So I don't know. I was it was it kind of weird and left from left field that they used one of the actors from Perfect Strangers to tell that story. Well, yeah, yes. but, but <laughs> how is that? Like you don't know that's the show that you've been watching already. 
It's not. It, I, I don't think that's seem the that weird thing that they've season. done. I mean, certainly there's been times where I'm like, where the fuck are they going with this? But I've never felt disappointed in the payoff. I don't know. I guess we, I'd stick in there. Just, I, I like the Outback episode too, even though it had none of what we would consider main characters in there. It was an entire episode based around his dad, who's played by the actor whose name I'm forgetting. He also played Stick uh, in the Daredevil um, series. Lance Hendrickson. Is that his name? He was in uh, Near Dark. He and he played Bishop in Aliens. No, 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 no. Scott. No, Glenn. no, no. Scott Glenn. He was in, yeah. Scott Glenn played Stick, didn't he? Hmm. I thought I knew his name, but that's not sounding familiar. Okay. Oh, but well, it's what, getting one, late, one more, guys. One more question about shows. Have yes. you guys seen watched any of the show uh, 13 Reasons Why on no, Netflix? No, but I've heard there's quite the controversy over this. Okay. Because, yeah, I, everybody, like, everybody at work, oh, my God, have you watched this show? And I'm like, no. I wasn't even aware of it until you brought it up. And then I just hear that there's a bunch of shit storm going on around it. So It's right. 13 reasons why I killed myself, basically, right? It's a story told from somewhat of the perspective of somebody who actually killed themselves in the 13 reasons why. Yeah, and, and she sends either letters or audio tape, or not audio tape, but you know what I'm saying, a recording. Right, right. Letters to 13 different people for 13... Reasons why, and I'm a voice memo. I'm just like okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And just wondering. No, I, I'm probably going to check it out just to see what the fuck the fuss is about. I think it's funny that I cut the cord on cable, and for a, a long time I just didn't watch anything unless it was a movie or something that I really wanted to see. So I had to see, you know, seek it out. Now it's like I cut the I cut the cable cord. I have Netflix, and there's a backup of. You know, backlog of shit I need to watch on Netflix now. <laughs> I can. I'm yeah. like, damn! I'm. They got me hooked again. All they did was change the name of the shit on the bag. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell goes America. So, Aaron, I heard you were saying it's getting late, huh? Should wrap it up. It's, it uh, is. It's yeah, I gotta get to bed. And one in the morning for you guys. So, I'll just simply thank everyone who's listened and downloaded. Adam, uh, ChristopherMedia.net. We are on iTunes. Uh, this was another show. Again, thank you for April. April was a record month for downloads for Unregimented. So, you're out there and you're listening and you're sharing it on Facebook. You're following us on Twitter, at Unregimented Pod, on Instagram, at Unregimented. And yeah, you can email the show if you uh, ever feel the need to pipe in on some of the. What's the things everyone says right now? The hot takes that come yeah, from hot us. Takes. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks everyone yeah, for listening. Oh shit! I just what? realized that I never responded to Don's uh, question. <laughs> I was oh. gonna say, yeah, you can message us. Oh wait, would help if I responded to those. Sorry, Don. I will get back to you immediately. <laughs> yes. But thanks everybody who's been listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. Bye.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.